0: I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, and welcome back to another wonderful episode. Today, we will be talking about what does it really mean when a planet goes retrograde with Ali the Astrowitch. Ali the Astro Witch started her spiritual journey in October 2019 when she found astrology. She then moved on to crystals, then spells, And she also loves anything witchy and has been studying astrology since summer 2020. Ali reads birth charts and transit charts specific to moon phases. She focuses on all the transit happenings in the collective and how they affect us directly. You can find her on Instagram at Ali the Astro Witch. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. We've been connecting online, the power of technology, and it it just makes me think when I was a kid, the technology back then was pen pals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a, a, a it was a, a school out in Idaho, and uh, the girl there, we would just write each other and send each other little pictures. I don't, I don't know if they do that anymore, but I'm just so thankful that Instagram made it possible for this. <laughs> so shout out to Instagram, <laughs> first and foremost. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I do remember the pen pals. I did have a pen pal when I was younger. To be honest, I cannot remember her name or where she was from, (laughs) but I do remember having them and it's so interesting how it works now with going from pen pals, letters and like snail mail to now Instagram and you can literally connect with anybody over the world. Like I wouldn't even have this astrology world if it wasn't for social media and the internet pretty much.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a game changer. Yeah, I can't remember the girl's name. All I know is that it was Idaho, because the only thing I knew about Idaho were potatoes.
2: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, So it was ingrained in my mind. But yeah, technology is something which leads me to now, where, you know, astrology is, or at least the the material to understand it is more uh, available to people. But there are a lot of terminologies and um, other things that happened that seem overwhelming and confusing to a lot of people, myself included. (laughs) So how did you get involved in astrology?
1: Um, So I found this astrologer girl on Instagram, of course, in October 2019. Actually, you know what, I probably found her. Sorry, I, I found her on a podcast actually, now that I think back, all the way back in 2019, it feels like a lifetime ago now. um, I found her on a podcast, actually, because her name had magic in it. And I was really drawn Mm. to magic and witch stuff. And I just felt I was always into it as a little child. Um, But, you know, you find people around you, and they don't like the same thing. And you kind of move away from your likes and stuff and you kind of cater to other people's likes and what they like and and I finally realized at the age of 28 that I wanted to find who I was <laughs> and not what other people were wanting me to do. Um, so mm-hmm. I actually found her podcast you know and it wasn't about which stuff at all actually it was about astrology and I'm like, oh this is really cool. Um, I always knew there was more to astrology than just your sun sign so your sun sign is your zodiac right? <laughs> So like, if you look at a horoscope in the newspaper, way back in the day when there was newspapers, uh, you would look at your zodiac sign. And I just thought, you know, that I was a Scorpio. So I had to read the Scorpio sign and that was what it was. And I never really related to it. And I feel like a lot of people don't relate to their sun sign um, because of the way it's laid out in the chart. Uh, Your sun sign is where you actually want to go. It's not what you're born with. Um, so when you're reading as a child, you don't really relate to your sun sign because of that reason, and some people pull away from the horoscopes and the astrology because they don't relate to what they're reading, Um, but when I found her, I realized that there was more to it, and I Mm. wanted to get birth chart reading so i got a birth chart reading and she just blew my mind and i just couldn't even believe what she was telling me she had no idea who i was we only spoke on instagram to do a payment and that was it and all she had was my name and my birthday and um the stuff that she was telling me it was just like she was reading my soul like it was just (laughs) so crazy and so and then i got into crystals and and witch stuff and all the stuff that all related to all the stuff because she told me to get into crystals because of my anxiety and everything that i was dealing with um because crystals are really good for that um Mm -hmm. so and then and then um because of what happened in 2020 i'm sure everyone's fully aware um we were pushed inside we were pushed outside of our comfort zones we were pushed um to do something different so that's how i found astrology and she was able to teach me astrology and all the signs and all the planets. Um, and now this is what I do. I do birth chart readings and, and I mainly focus on transit readings. And the reason I do that is because your birth chart is directly for your birth and where the planets were when you were, when you're born. But people forget that the, the planets are moving every day, all day, every second, <laughs> every hour, you know, and yeah. why am I moody this day? Why am I angry this day? What's going on? Why is my life flipped upside down today? Like, Oh my God. So that's why I focus on the transit readings and especially with the moon phases, because it's all about the emotions and how we're feeling and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And that's what the moon does. Um, and with the eclipse season, that's just, just happened, you know, last week and another one coming up in a couple weeks, you know, the moon phases are really key right now, especially with the collective. So, that's when I really started focusing on this part of the chart um, because your life changes every day. And yes, mm-hmm. the, the birth chart tells you what your life is, but your transit chart can help you right now. You know, in this exact time I can look up to see where Mercury is in your chart or where Venus is in your chart. And I can tell you what part of your life is affecting right now. Um, you know, and I find that really powerful because that's how, I've really navigated my whole 2020 life <laughs> uh, mm, Wow. because cause I was able to see my transits and see, okay, this week's going to be really tough for me. This day is going to be re- really tough for me and just embrace it, embrace the struggle, embrace the complications that come up and know that your soul chose to be down here at this exact time to experience all of these transits.
0: That just blew my mind. That is the <laughs> first time I am ever hearing about, transit charts yes wow and every time I I learn something like this that just blows my mind there's a piece of me that gets angry because I'm thinking why isn't this taught in schools? and I know people listening to this podcast is probably saying Tia says this (laughs) so many times because I'm, I'm just thinking and as you were saying, oh, yeah, th- this week's going to be hard for me. And I understand that because I looked at my transit chart. Now I'm thinking about all the times where I felt off. I have no reason to feel off, but I just do. And I'm starting to understand that it is in uh, direct relation to the planets, especially when there's an eclipse. Like, I felt the same way in December I did when mm-hmm. this eclipse happened, like, right before it happened. But that's just because I I needed to to start understanding, like, what the heck is going on? I don't have this reason. And I'm also thinking about all the people out there who feel the same way and don't know that it has to do with the planets. And they probably thinking something is wrong with them. As you were saying earlier, when you hang around certain people who aren't into that, then you don't really dive too much into that because. As the saying goes, you're the average of, you know, the five people you hang around. So I totally related to that uh, when you said it earlier. So I'm I'm just thinking about the people out there. So how can someone uh, get, a? so do they go online to get a transit chart and then they go to you to help them to to interpret it and help them understand it? How how can someone get a a transit chart?
1: Yeah. So I just use a public site called askyouseek.com. Um, Mm -hmm. That is a site that I do. It's a public site. It's a free site. Um, All you would need to know is your birthday location and the time. The time is very important because it is your rising sign that is determined by your time. And that's where the house placements are. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: So hopefully you guys know your time. Um, Mm -hmm. Ask your mother. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) maybe she knows exactly what time you're born Mm -hmm. at least, or at least roughly what time of day, um, Mm -hmm. because the rising signs do change every two hours. So that is very important. Um, because there's 12 signs, two hours, 24 hours. Um, so yes, you just go to that site. You can look up your birth chart. You can look up a transit chart. Um, the accounts are free, so you don't have to pay for them. I think you have to like actually make an account to see your transit chart, but (laughs) it is completely free. I've never paid for the site. Um, so AstroSeek is what I use, but there's always, there's like Astro.com is also a site that does birth charts. And then, um, I think there's another one, but it's, Escaping me right now, what it was called. Um, but AstroSeek is my favorite because it gives you moon phases, it gives you where the moon is, what degree it's at. It's a very, very good free site that I like to use. Um, but you don't actually have to go get it yourself. Like if you book a reading with me, I can, of course. Um, just look it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely, definitely will be coming to you to get to know that because I have some things coming up and I need to know (laughs) my emotional space (laughs) and not just my head space, but my emotional space and what's going on. Uh, Yeah, because it's it's very interesting how sometimes we get, we have all these emotions or not emotion, but energy. And then other days it's, it's just, nope (laughs) not doing it nothing
1: yeah exactly and it it all depends on there's fast moving planets slow moving planets you know the slow moving planets affect us a longer term but it won't affect us like intensely Mm. Uh, and the fast moving planets are going to hit us a little bit harder because it's only going to be at that exact degree in that sign for weeks or days or even hours like the moon Mm. so
0: Wow. So what exactly does it mean when a planet is going retrograde?
1: Yeah. So retrogrades are one of the biggest things that people really know. If they don't know astrology, they probably know retrograde (laughs) because they've heard the name before when it comes to Mercury retrograde. Right. Mm -hmm. That is only a small part of the retrograde family, of course. But um, retrograde, what it means is the planet appears to go backwards in the orbit it actually does not go backwards. A planet is not able to go backwards. But because of where it's sitting relative to the Earth, it, it appears to be going backwards. But in, in a way, it's still moving forward. But because of where the Earth is and where the sun is and you know all the other planets, it looks like it goes backwards. <clears throat> um, so that's why people think... It, it goes backwards because it kind of looks like it does but that's just w- how it looks like in the orbit um so but retrograde because it goes backwards or i'm putting backwards in a quotation because it doesn't really you know go backwards but
0: right like like an illusion
1: yeah it's, like it's an called, illusion uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's hard to explain what a retrograde is in some ways because it's like people see it in a different way than it actually is it doesn't move mm-hmm. backwards but people think okay going backwards um it's just how the earth like you know when we're standing on earth the planet's not moving because it's so close Mm. to earth or wherever it is with the other planets and such and such um but you know retrogrades get a bad rap because you know you always hear about mercury retrograde and and how terrible it is and how like you shouldn't start anything during it or whatever but some people don't realize that all retrogrades, all planets move retrograde mm-hmm. at some point in the year, in 16 months, in 18 months, or whatever it is. What depends on how fast the planet moves. Um, and it has good and bad results. There are good and bad results of every planet that goes retrograde, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay, that that definitely makes sense, because... Uh, we, whenever I hear retrograde, I do think, "Oh no!" Like, let me double check everything. And and I, I do experience some. Um, uh, t- well, I've been experiencing technology difficulties for a while anyway. but, yes. <laughs> but I, I definitely check. Uh, you know, I double check the, the two line on the email. Make sure I'm sending it to the right person. Make sure mm-hmm. I, the text message is right. And and so what are some of the things well actually before I, I ask you what are some of the things people can do for, for uh the, the retrogrades in general, uh what makes the Mercury retrograde so special that people oh. just notice that one the most?
1: Yeah, so the Mercury retrograde is the most common. So Mercury moves uh I wouldn't say the fastest a planet because the moon is the fastest planet, but um mercury goes into retrograde the most. Um, So Mm. this year, specifically, it has gone, it's going to go into retrograde three times. So this time, retrograde, uh, mercury retrograde just went in into retrograde yesterday. So and it's going to be there for three weeks. Mm. And then it's going to go again in September. So it is the most common one that we have. And because mercury controls communication and how we learn and how we talk and how we do things um technical issues like you were saying happen the most during mercury retrograde so it has a bad rap (laughs) because of all this stuff but there are good parts of mercury retrograde because it makes us slow down Mm -hmm. you know don't make any fast decisions during mercury retrograde and it might actually help you because if you're one of those people that make decisions like really quickly and sometimes you regret them or you know it forces you to go inward and you know really think about your decision before you make them um so that way there are no mistakes you know so that's a good aspect of mercury is that it does it does make you slow down um and there are some people that you know, don't get affected by Mercury retrograde as much. And I will go into that a little bit more with your, your birth chart. Like I was talking about, if you were born with a retrograde, then, you know, you're not going to feel it as much because you were born during that energy already. So some people thrive during Mercury retrogrades and some people do not. And usually it's because they were born with one, um, in that specific planet. And, You know, there's some people that write books during Mercury retrograde, you know, um, because that's, you know, when their energy is the most powerful because they were born and they chose to have that energy already in their birth chart. And then there's some people that shouldn't do anything during Mercury retrograde (laughs) because um, it's just not a good idea. Um, And there's some like me, I wasn't born during a Mercury retrograde, but I personally haven't really experienced too much of mishaps or anything during Mercury retrograde cross my fingers that it doesn't happen this time around but (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) and it it also depends on where it's hidden in your chart as well you know Um, Mercury Mm -hmm. retrograde right now is in Gemini you know so (laughs) if you have any Gemini placements of any kind then it might affect you a little bit more than if you don't have any Gemini placements um,
0: you
1: know, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Mercury retrograde right now is actually sitting on my ascendant sign. It's actually sitting on my rising sign. Um, So,
0: <laughs> yeah, Gemini's my rising sign,
2: too. <laughs> okay,
1: yes. Okay, so we have the same energy, right? So that's perfect, right? But uh, it depends on if you were born with one, but I was not. So I'm not really too familiar with the Mercury retrograde energy, but... <laughs> I know what's going to happen. So I kind of know how to go around it. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. don't make any fast decisions. Don't sign any contracts. Maybe don't travel during a Mercury retrograde unless you absolutely have to, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, if you kind of know what not to do during a Mercury Mercury retrograde, then it can be helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to slow down, re-examine how you're thinking Don't overexpose yourself. Don't underexpose yourself to information. So sometimes going to school during this time is not ideal, or at least starting a new course or starting something new, I would say in general. Um, But that's just a negative aspect of it. You can start school during a Mercury retrograde. There's no one telling you you can't. It's just trying to be cautious if you're going to do it.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It only lasts
1: for three weeks, right? Mercury retrograde only lasts for three weeks. So it's a very fast moving planet um very fast retrograde periods and it happens very often and that's why everyone knows about it because they're like oh mercury in retrograde again um you know and it's very fast like three weeks in time right now is very quick
0: <laughs> right when um, you said that i, I was just thinking of uh, when saturn comes to visit you it's for two years so <laughs>
1: Yeah, Saturn, Saturn retrograde is, um, let me just see. Sorry, it, it lasts for 150 days. Sorry, that's Neptune. Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, 140 days. <laughs> 140 days. Okay, 140 I knew it was something days. like that. <laughs> yes, it's 140 days, so that's not even quite a year. Um, okay. It uh, So Saturn is in retrograde. It started last week until October 11th. Whew. So and, all and, <laughs>
0: I, I was going to say, so for the the listeners, at the time we are recording this is May 30th. Mm-hmm. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, it'll be June. <laughs> so yes. if you're wondering, like, wait a minute, uh, Gemini and retro- retrograde, that's why.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Mercury will be in retrograde in Gemini um, until June 22nd. And then it'll move all the way to Libra, and then it'll go retrograde again um and Libra so that's all about relationships and stuff Gemini is all about communication so Mercury is the same energy as Gemini they they rule each other they're all about communication learning thinking all the all the stuff um mm. so pretty much um, return to anything that you've already begun during Mercury retrograde is the, the the easiest way that I can explain how to deal with it if you've already begun something continue on with it don't start anything new Mm -hmm. um because you have to fine-tune it or close it out you gotta either keep going with it or just close it just don't start anything new that is the easiest way that I can explain how to deal with a mercury retrograde because it can be intense Mm -hmm. um you know if you're writing your book continue writing your book if you're in school continue with school just don't usually usually try not to start anything if you have mercury retrograde in your chart go for it (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> you know because you already know that energy anyway but you're gonna know because if you're really unmotivated during a merc- mercury retrograde then it's probably the universe telling you to slow down
0: yeah that's definitely definitely what i'm experiencing is i've been sleeping a lot at right after the eclipse mm-hmm. i've been sleeping well into the late afternoon early evening I, I would wake up in between you know a little bit and then i go right back to sleep and it, yeah it, it's just and i've been trying so hard to get out more material will create more things than what I've done these last couple of days but it's just like nope you need to rest you need to recharge and I'm guessing because things are about to really speed up so it's like enjoy this sweet spot now
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um I was so motivated with making content last week and the week before and Mm -hmm. like you said You know, as of yesterday, it's like, oh, well, (laughs) I don't really want to start anything new right now. And it's not there's nothing wrong with it. Mercury retrograde is, you know, a time to reflect on everything, Mm -hmm. reflect on, okay, what do I need? What do I have already on the go that I need to fine tune? What Mm -hmm. do I have on the go that I need to close? You know, that I need to stop doing or I need to put on pause for a second or, you know, that this is the best time to do it um that's why mercury has such a bad rap because people start doing stuff that's new you know they start you know going to a new job not saying that you can't start your job today but right. you know they try to do something new and then something happens or right they, start, they co- try to travel today and something happens you know not saying you can't travel during mercury retrograde but you know it's not suggested
0: <laughs> right and it, it sounds like the more they understand their chart Mm -hmm. and where that uh, Mercury in particular Mercury retrograde in this case is, if any, in in their chart, Mm -hmm. then they can probably, I don't know, maybe use a tourmaline crystal (laughs) to help keep away negative negativity. It, it, It sounds like the more they understand it, the better they can equip themselves to go out there. But also Sometimes it's you don't need to go out there you need to stay and reflect and maybe because that can also lead to some shadow work people are just like uh oh, don't want to do it because this is the time I'm supposed to be aware of everything I've done and you know reflect and it can be a little bit hard sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's why Mercury doesn't go in retrograde very long because it's a very tough shadow time in a sense mm-hmm. because you are trying to not do anything new you're trying to reflect on what you have already. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of people that don't want to do it. And that's when they start something new or they do something and then it gets screwed up because that is not what your soul has tried to tell you. Your soul is trying to tell you during this Mercury retrograde, you need to slow down. You need to sleep more often or, you know, something mm-hmm. or, you know, don't go see your friend. I don't anything really. Like if you're feeling unmotivated during a Mercury retrograde, it's probably because you know your soul needs you to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. now it can change like this retrograde i feel like slowing down a little bit but the retrograde beforehand in january you know i didn't feel quite the same energy because back then it was an aquarius
0: mm, right right you
1: know? and so it depends on you know where mercury is hitting in your chart you know and and i always go back to the birth chart because it is really important because of all the transits exactly what I was talking about at the beginning transits are so important to figure out, like if that mercury retrograde is on your rising sign, it's going to affect me more than if that mercury is sitting on somebody's Chiron or something, because Chiron is uh, a wound and you need to heal it. And if that mercury is sitting on your Chiron, you know, and it's in Leo, for example, you might want to get out there and go to a party or something because that's Mm. what Leo wants you to do. Uh, I
0: love that! Wow, yeah. I just so I'm I'm someone who comes up with movie and game references, and when when you, when, you, when you were talking, it made me think about. And I'm about to get really gamer nerdy, or whatever you want to call it. When I used to play Yu Gi Oh on my PlayStation, i think it was like PlayStation two or three back in the day. We would, so me, meaning my brother and I, when we would duel each other, we would change the environment of the, the card. So it would be water, mountain, forest, you know, something like that. And it would power up his cards, but take away points from my card. It was like his power up. So I, so that's, that's, that's what I'm getting from this Mercury retrograde. For, for some people, this retrograde is a power up. And for others, not saying that it's taking away points, but it, but in some ways, it's just like, okay, we're going to take some of your energy so you can ra- – um, I just combined the two words, relax and rest. <laughs> so you can relax <laughs> and do some work. And it's funny. That's the vision that I got, got from that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, my boyfriend still plays with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm-hmm. Like he still buys Love them it. on the eBay, you know, and still plays with them. Actually, he was just doing it uh, yesterday with a buddy playing Yu-Gi-Oh on, a, on my kitchen table. Like I'm <laughs> oh, so
0: jealous. I don't even know where my Yu-Gi-Oh cards are. My brother probably <laughs> sold them. I don't know. I'm just joking. He wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> Probably got yes. lost in the move, But yeah, and, and so with, with, with that, Mercury isn't the only planet. I know you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. all the planets go in retrograde, and, and I'm guessing they have different correspondences for their retrograde.
1: Yes, yes. Every planet has a different energy. So every planet relates to a sign you know every house relates to a sign and a planet they all share the same energy so of course when a mercury retrograde happens it's not going to feel the same as when venus is in retrograde because venus doesn't rule communication venus rules relationships Mm -hmm. right so when venus goes in retrograde it's a whole nother story with mercury and then venus also goes in longer right so it's also a longer span of a retrograde um you know, so it's a little bit different of an energy. So, you know, Venus only goes into retrograde every year and a half, you know. Oh, wow. M- yeah. Mercury goes in at least three times a year, usually because um, it was in three year, three times last year. And it was in three times this year. So usually about three times, three times, uh, three weeks at a time. Venus is six weeks. So it goes into retrograde every six weeks. Um, sorry, four, six weeks <laughs> every year and a half. Um, so last year we had one and then this year we have one just because of the way it ran.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so this Venus retrograde is actually not until the end of the year. it's not it's not gonna start until December 19th and it's gonna run until January 29th of 2022. So majority of that retrograde will actually be in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know but that planet rules love and beauty and your heart, and relationships, and there's a greater potential for misunderstandings and partnerships. So when, when you fight with your, uh, when you fight with your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or your spouse of any kind, this is probably during a retro, Venus retrograde, <laughs> um, because that energy is really trying to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's temptation to be reckless in love, you know, and then also your appearance. You know, like body piercings and tattoos. And you know, if you are desired to get a tattoo, it's possible that there's a Venus retrograde right now, telling you this is what you need to do right now. You know, um, <laughs> I'm
0: actually looking for a tattoo.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, and you know, the retrograde is not until the end of the year, but that doesn't yeah, mean you, have to, you don't have to do it during retrograde. It just so happens that that's you know funny. when you get an urge to get a tattoo or a body piercing, it's usually during that because Venus rules the appearance you know your body wow you know that's interesting how you love yourself you know stuff like that and you know your whole body appearance um with what how people see you you know mm. and then how to handle this retrograde is access what is really important to you and what is truly value in your life and relationships so so so, like, if you're in a relationship, you should talk to your partner, see what's, like, your values and, like, what's really important with you. And then, you know, look at some of your friendships. Like, I know there's some friendships that end during, like, a Venus retrograde usually because, you know, it's just time for them to end. You know? Right. If all of a sudden, you know, a relationship just ends, you know, it's usually meant to end, you know. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it will never come back. It was just at that time, that was your closure. And that's when because the values were not the same in your life. You know, I know I have lost so many friendships in my life, and some of them have come back and some of them have not, because of our values are so different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that being said, sometimes the Venus retrograde is actually good to go back to old relationships to gain closure. So sometimes you have an ex or a friendship that has ended, and you're not quite you didn't have the closure that you should have had or that you that your soul desires or needs, sometimes this is a good time to reflect back on old relationships and really get closure from them, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes the ex or the, the other friend doesn't want to, and that's okay, but at least you've tried to close it. And that might be your closure that you need too, is just giving it, you know, one more conversation or, you know, like giving it closure saying, hey, I appreciate your friendship. Like this is, you know... Our values are not the same. Let's just end it here. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's so much different energy with Mercury retrograde, which it messes everything up when it comes to communication and stuff. And then this one's (laughs) directly on just relationships in general and how you see yourself and all your values, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then again, Venus retrograde in your birth chart means something different to somebody that does not have Venus retrograde in your chart. Um, again, this energy is familiar with you if you have Venus retrograde. So sometimes, you know, you're not really affected. Like, like you said, a lot of people don't even know these retrogrades even happen. Mm -hmm. So some people are not affected by them really at all because, um, they've already know the energy or this one only lasts six weeks. So sometimes you have a breakup and you're like, that was really weird. Why did that happen at that exact time? And then you look back and it was a Venus retrograde of some kind or you know another kind of retrograde so like the retrograde could happen in the seventh house or in libra uh, which rule venus they both rule venus so if your venus retrograde is transiting during those times then you know that could highlight that area of your chart as well Mm -hmm. um You know, so I do want to mention about retrogrades being in your chart. A lot of people see that little R, like if you're looking at your chart and there's a little R beside this planet, that means it was retrograde. And some people are a little scared of them because like with the Mercury retrograde being a bad retrograde, a lot of people think they're all bad and they're not all bad. There's good and bad on everything. There's a highest expression and a lowest expression of every single planet of every Mm -hmm. single sign, you know. For example, Scorpio. I'm Scorpio sign. We get a bad rap because you know everyone assumes that Scorpios are all mean and you know nasty and like whatever. (laughs) The stinger, you know. Yeah, the (laughs) stinger. But there's a highest expression of Scorpio too, where we're actually really friendly and really like caring because we're a water sign, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same with retrogrades. There's a good and a bad for all retrogrades, you know. Um, So sometimes they're more common to be in your birth chart than everyone thinks like there's always at least one. Usually I haven't really met too many people that don't have any retrogrades, whatever, whatsoever (laughs) in their chart, because at least one, because Mercury is so common that if you're born during that three weeks, you're going to have the Mercury retrograde. Right. And, you know, Venus is not as common, you know, so sometimes, you know, that one's a little less common, but there's nothing bad. Um, what it means to have a retrograde in your natal chart is usually a karmic lesson. So usually mm. in this spot in your chart, you tried to do this specific energy in the past life and it's given you a second chance. Usually that's what a retrograde uh, retrograde in the chart means is it's giving you a second chance. So really embrace the retrograde in your chart because your soul is pretty much giving you a second chance to do it. <laughs> Which is wow. Awesome. Um, So I don't actually have any retrogrades at all in my chart. (laughs) So I'm one of those random people that don't have one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like Um, one of those people that has like the the RH blood type. It's like, I don't know. I think they're from a different planet. I don't know if you've seen that before where the scientists go. It's just, it's just blood type and no one knows where
1: it came from. (laughs) Yes, that's definitely true. I have heard alien blood, but... (laughs) 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 <laughs> who knows? Who knows what it's it is? Um, but I know my best friend. She's got all retrograde planets, every single one of them. Ooh, wow, every single one of them. And that just means that in your past life, you just didn't quite get there. You mm-hmm. just didn't quite get there, and it's giving you another chance. And unfortunately, it that, and so it just so happens that it's in every single part of your chart. <laughs> 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 um, you know, and then especially Chiron retrograde. I will talk a little bit about that later on too but that's a definite definite karma lesson because chiron is the wounded healer and if you don't heal that wound in a past life then it will come back retrograde so Mm. um so that way it's a good indicator that okay maybe you died too early or maybe something didn't happen or maybe you Mm. took a different path or something and then it's just giving your soul another chance to heal that wound yes So that is
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. And some people with Venus retrograde, you know, have a past life tendency to undervalue themselves or the lower expression is overvalue themselves or hot. I guess it depends on how you look at that overvalue. Some people have a big ego, you know, and that could that could look as bad. And then some people think overvalue is good because you're actually valuing yourself. So It depends on how you look at it. Um, but with it being in your chart, there's definitely a past life tendency with either the lower or the highest expression of that value core. You know, if you go through life, not valuing valuing yourself, you know, you go through life Mm -hmm. like like kicking yourself, like I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. You know, I'm not skinny enough or, you know, that might come back as a retrograde the next lifetime because you need to work on that. Right. You know? Um, so that's what Venus is all about. Um, That's
0: amazing. So people, please don't be so harsh on yourself because you're going to come back in the next life and deal with the same (laughs) thing. So if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what it will.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's nothing wrong with retrogrades. You know, like we were just talking about earlier, there's such a bad stigma with mercury retrograde and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like you were saying, like you just need to like settle down. You know, mm-hmm. it takes time to reflect on what what part of that, you know, if Venus, for example, is retrograde um, in Gemini, which is where it's sitting right now, um, but it won't be in Gemini in um, December. It'll be in Capricorn. So that's a whole nother energy. But right now, you know, your value with communicating, your value with thinking, your value with, you know, all of that kind of like how you mentally your mental health, you know, your value with that, Mm -hmm. you know, it all depends on where you're sitting in your chart. And then if Venus is in Virgo, for example, it could mean, you know, focusing on day-to-day lives, focusing on serving other people, serving yourself, analyzing Mm. everything. I know I have a Virgo moon, so I understand this energy very, very well. My Venus is also there. So that's why I'm kind of mentioning it, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to value yourself with your day-to-day living and how you, go about serving yourself and other people you know so it all depends on where it's sitting and all the stuff and how it's affecting the collective as well because there's obviously collective transits as well Mm -hmm. um you know the the moon is somewhere the sun is somewhere it always moves around the circle of the chart so you know and then you know you move on to the planets and there's mars retrograde and mars retrograde only happens every 26 months So Mars does not happen very often, and it it lasts about 55 to 80 days, depends on where the transit is in in the chart. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't happen very often, 26 months, that's every two years, Mm -hmm. usually, right? The last one we had was actually in September of last year so i want everyone to think back to like september 9th to november 14th last year and what was happening in your life last year during that time so i know (laughs) it's so hard to think back sometimes but i know this one specifically and that's why i'm going to mention it when mars went retrograde last year i had no motivation i literally slept for hours like i slept at night i slept on my lunch period I le- I slept after I got home. I, I I swear to God, I slept most of the day. <laughs> because, I was the
0: oh, sorry, got you got
1: Yeah. So Mars retrograde, because it doesn't happen very often, some people don't, you know, because Mars rules action, right? Mm, so sometimes mm-hmm. and retrograde means slowing down because it's going backwards, right? And like taking time to reflect. And Mars rules your action and your drive. So sometimes Mars can hit people really aggressively because of these two descriptions, mm. um, you know, and it happened in Aries last year. So Aries rules yourself, like anything that has to do with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. it that, And that's why, like I slept for two months <laughs> <laughs> because of that. And you know what? And it made me really reflect on, cause I have recently discovered like when you sleep, you know, you download stuff, you know, you Mm -hmm. go to a different realm, or you go to a different dimension, or you go into whatever dreamland that you create, your soul creates, and you download stuff. So I had major downloads for two months. And that's why the Mars retrograde hit me so much, because I Mm -hmm. downloaded so much. And that's actually right after November is when I started my readings, Wow. I really downloaded and my soul was like, you are not doing what you need to do. So you need to download all of the stuff that I need you to know. Mm -hmm. And so that way, when Mars goes out of retrograde, you can really push forward. And there's nothing wrong with downloading. So I took Mars retrograde. I had no idea what was going on in September. I had to ask uh, my astrologer friend that introduced me to all this saying, what is going on? Why am I sleeping every day, all day? And she's like, oh, it's just Mars retrograde. And I'm like, okay. And so this is like another one that no one really hears about, but I find it really like Mercury, at least with my experience with it last year, being in Aries. And I'm sure a lot of people had the same experience last year. Cause I did talk to a couple of people that also were like so unmotivated and they didn't know what was going on. And um, so sometimes it can be frustrating because there's low low energy and this decreased motivation and projects can be stalled and lose momentum you know major delays getting what you want during a mars retrograde thankfully it only lasts for two three months at a time um, Mm -hmm. because of it Um, and it's prime time because mars is all about action is to reflect on the way you want to take action so it's kind of like mercury retrograde and not making decisions right away because sometimes you're not thinking clearly
2: mm-hmm. so
1: Mars retrograde is very similar to that with, okay, how do I want to take action here? How do I want to go about doing this? How do I want to plan my next project? Once Mars goes back direct, you know, am I pushing myself too hard right now? Is it time to give my body some rest? Um, so I actually work in retail on my full-time job, which hopefully I don't have to do much longer, but during COVID up in I'm in Canada. So um, we got hit pretty hard with COVID up here, we were shut down most of the summer last year, we're still shut down as of right now, <laughs> Hopefully, mm-hmm. not so much longer. So but my retail business got shut down, and we got um, bombarded with like phone calls and orders and all this stuff and everything. And finally, in September, it slowed down a little bit to the point where I was able to hire some more people, and my body needed to rest. My body Mm -hmm. was like, you've done too much. Like you need to reflect, you know, you need to fix your life. (laughs) You need to redirect. Mm -hmm. You need to redirect. Yes.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Like, okay, you don't like this anymore. You need to reflect. Okay. Let's give your body some rest, physical rest, emotional rest, mental rest, which is kind of like what Mercury retrograde is also because it's all about mental. Mm -hmm. So I personally like Mars retrograde now that I know what it was all about. You know, but yeah. if some people are like, why am I so tired? Why do I have no motivation? You know, it's possible that Mars is in retrograde because it rules the action. It rules planning. It rules your drive. Um, it also rules anger as well. So if you get really angry, you know. <laughs> I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm just laughing so hard because I remember what
0: happened during that time.
1: (laughs) Continue. I'm sorry. I had a lot of anger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it brings up all of that anger because it's stopping all your momentum. It's stopping your energy. So sometimes it's frustrating because you're like, why do I have no energy? Why? Why? (laughs) Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I was asking myself why the whole time. And thankfully, no retrograde this year. Mars Oof. is not going to retrograde this year.
0: Thank you. Thank I mean, but it was yeah. good. It was good. It was good. I, I it was needed good. that. I, I definitely needed that. So uh, I, I'll give the footnotes. Uh, uh, I lost a lot of data, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw the computer out the window. Like it was it was a whole mess. But like you said, it was that, that change, like, okay, what do you want to really do going forward? It really made me stop because I was working really hard up until that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hit, I, I just hit a, a bowling point and boiling point. And so, yeah, it was a lot of anger. I was just, this is crazy. Like it's it, it, yeah, but it was a good thing because my energy was being directed to, uh, N- not where I wanted it, truly, truly not where I wanted it to be directed. Mm-hmm. And so I had to redirect my energy, but I needed that <laughs> at the time, very frustrating, you know, very colorful language, <laughs> you know, time to, to remind me, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what you really wanted to do. So you need to change redirect as you were saying your energy this way. And mm-hmm. soon as I did that, I discovered so I, I discovered more people online, which led me to Sam the Cosmet, which, which led me to you. So, like, yeah, that was needed.
1: <laughs> yes. And I do want to point out because it does relate to Mercury retrograde a little bit. There was actually a Mercury retrograde right in the middle of that Mars retrograde last year. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so from September 9th to November 14th, it was the Mars retrograde in Aries. But Mercury was retrograde right in the middle, October 14th to November 3rd, right in the middle. Um, So it it was a lot of energy and a lot of, like I said, redirecting, you know, stuff not working out, a lot of mental frustration. But these retrogrades happen for a reason. Mm
2: -hmm. We're
1: just stating it happened for me for a reason. And it made my life better it happened right. to you for a reason and it made your life better so that's mm-hmm. the higher expression is with those retrogrades and why i don't agree when somebody says oh mercury retrograde like this is going to be terrible like nothing right going will work out for me no that's what that's why it doesn't work out for you that's exactly why it doesn't work out because you already have a negative aspect with the mercury retrograde you know it's going to happen from you know Um, may 29th to june 22nd you're done like you're just you just wasted the whole mercury retrograde period because you're already you're just like oh no i'm just not gonna you know everything's gonna happen to me of course they will because you just put that into the universe you just manifested that into the universe
0: (laughs) right without really understanding it and yeah i've got messages text messages people you know some some of them are really scared Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: I'm just thinking like no 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 no, you don't have to be scared you just got to get educated and understand same thing with eclipse energy like I I did spells I worked with the eclipse energy because Mm -hmm. I just understood you know people really get scared into or they, they um they follow people who put that the, I don't want to say fair tactic because that, I don't I don't I would like to think that's not what they're doing, but they don't fully understand Mercury retrograde or maybe they're getting the information from a place that only touches the surface mm-hmm. and they're just regurgitating that.
1: Yeah, there's so much. I don't know when I did a little bit of research for this podcast, just getting all the dates and and everything um there is so much information out there and I'm like no wonder so many people are confused because there's just so you type in mercury retrograde it comes up with uh, a million freaking um links that you can click on (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. all say they all say different things um you know I did see a bunch that said don't fear mercury retrograde which is great at least that information is going getting out there now Mm -hmm. um because like you said there's so many people that are scared of it but Manifest to say, okay, for this three weeks, okay, I need to manifest, you know, this way instead of manifesting negativity, because we all know with spell work and everything and manifestation, if you manifest it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to happen the way that you manifested it. Mm -hmm. If you manifest saying, okay, for this three weeks, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to let the universe do what it needs to do for me and show me the ways that it needs to do. Then guess what's gonna happen? you it'll go the way that it needs to go. And if something gets messed up, then that's the way that it it should have done it. Like just like with your computer, that got messed up because it needed to be messed up. Right. Right. Um. You know, things happen for a reason. Right. Um, COVID happened for a reason. I know we don't know what the reason is yet, but I know for Mm -hmm. a fact that it happened for a reason and let's hope to God that we can figure it out soon. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: I I will say with with the whole 2020 from from the time it was declared a pandemic sometime in early, I think like the first week of March Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. up until even I would say maybe about a month or two ago. This has given me the time to do So much more reflection. I don't think I've done as much reflection as I've done roughly this, yeah, about a year, year, year and a few months than I did when I first started really diving into my spiritual journey when I was working on mentally and spiritually recovering from the death of my grandparents, which also took two, which took two years. So, but what I'm saying is it's, it was, I had to really reevaluate Everything in my life, like shadow work became my best friend unintentionally <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so that that's what I would say Covid um has done for me i mean i I definitely lost family friends and it was definitely a trying time it, but also it it really bought it really brought a lot of things to light so and i I don't know how it it, it you know impacted other people I know it really impacted people in a a negative way but for me it it granted me that space because I had to stay home like there was nothing to do but work so it that's what I I would say so maybe part of that was a time to force people Mm -hmm. to remember some of the things that they have around them like go to a park you know nature is right here so I think that that's part of it maybe I know that's a little segue but that's just what came to mind.
1: Yeah, no, I t- 100% agree. Like I, like I said earlier, I'm in retail, and I don't want to do retail now. But you would have asked me in 2019, I would have been like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess this is what I am for the rest of my life because I have no other, I have no other thing I'd like to do, or I don't know mm-hmm. what my soul. Like you know, I was taught nine to five was all all I needed to do and to get money. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you told me in like 2018, 2017, even that I was going to be doing this I would have like called bullshit really. <laughs> I was, right. like are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I don't even know right. anything about anything about this stuff but because of what happened it made it pushed me towards this universe. It it pushed me towards this right. part of life, you know? And now I'm with this. So everything happens for a reason. Retrogrades happen, eclipses happen, you know, stuff like this happens, you know, So don't think of it as a negativity. Think of it as a positivity. Like something bad happens, you know, you lose your job, for example. You know, you might feel bummed out. You might feel so down in the dumps. You know, it was a perfect job for you. But then six months down the road, you find an amazing job or Mm -hmm. or something like that. And you realize, you know what, if I hadn't lost my job last year, I would have never found this one because I wasn't looking.
0: Right, right.
1: So that could happen with March retrograde. It can happen with Venus. It can happen with Saturn, especially Saturn and Uranus. I will go over those as well. You know, the universe has to give you reasons to to do something else. Like if Mm. you just went through life as a linear life and you just worked from nine to five and you did your stuff and whatever, you know, that's not what your soul chose to do. Your soul chose a journey. And when it says journey, it's like. It's not just a linear straight line. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. I've had so many jobs. I've had, I've lived in so many locations, you know, and my life has put me here at this exact time because this is where I'm meant to be now. But you, you would ask me 10 years ago that I was living back in my hometown, working for my father. I would have told you, you were nuts. (laughs) Right. Right. no
0: true it's so true I think about that because even now I call myself an eclectic witch if you told me mm-hmm. in 2018 that I was going to call myself a witch I would say mm, I don't know you know it's some negative you know connotation to it I would have to ballot. now I'm like bring it yeah, <laughs> now <exactly>. I'm like <laughs> mm. exactly I'm so for it so and it, it also makes me think about all the other things that didn't work. And the Rock has said this before that, you know, one of the best things that never happened was him getting into the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, that was his dream. He played he I know he went to like the Canadian League for a while or something like that. And he got cut. And, you know, he had a second chance. And the coach called him back and he said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna think about it. And he talked to his dad, like, you know, I want to go into the family business wrestling and you know, the rest is history. But you know him getting cut and being on the couch, and you know really reevaluating everything, led him to you know this mega movie star who we know know today. I mean, I've been following him like almost my entire life, but this <laughs> is <Yeah. laughs> when the WWE was WWF. But you know, it's, it's it's one of those things when when you are you know on the couch and you're sitting there and you're just like, holy crap! Like, how did I get to this point? And then something just clicks. At least that's what happened for me. Like something just eventually clicks and and even you know even (laughs) it it just it's so crazy I'm thinking back to when I was a kid and I would draw these little squirrely little little um I don't know if you call them little swirl lines I would like it it would be an impulse come to find out that swirl line has to do with not just the goddess but the morgan and it's like this whole time the things that didn't work for me was not supposed to work. I was told to dabble, get, you know, learn something from there. But I was always meant to embody the witch, and in particular, the dark witches like the Morgan and Hecate. So it's just like such a relief when things like that happen. And that's why I'm so. Happy and I'm grateful that you're here on this podcast breaking these things down. Even as you're talking about, you know, your journey to this point. I know a lot of people are on their journeys and a lot of things seem confusing and overwhelming. It feels like things are just happening to you, you know, to or even to the collective. But there is a rhyme and a reason. There is this method, you know, behind a seemingly chaotic uh, series of events. And is right here in astrology. And that's just blowing my mind. Like every time I'm laughing when you're talking, I'm just like, that's just unbelievable. Because I, I'm just now really meeting you. And you're telling me about something that happened last year. And I'm like, well, that did happen. And it's just amazing. So I'm just like, again, floored.
1: <laughs> I, you know, knowing astrology now and knowing all the transits and knowing, like, I can see where the transits are going to happen next week, next month, next year. And I can't even fathom now, now knowing the transit, how I was living my life before thinking that everything was a coincidence. Oh, right? Right? Like nothing right. is a coincidence whatsoever. Everyone thinks deja vu or karma or a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is karma. Nothing is deja vu. It has happened in your life before and you probably have a retrograde planet and that's why it's happening to you again. Or you didn't learn it in the last life. So it's happening to you again. That's what I believe deja vu is, is that it happened to you in a past life and you're just being shown it again. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you need to fix it this time. You need to do something differently this time. So nothing happens by chance. And I can't even, I still have family members that, don't even believe in any of this stuff and they just still think that stuff happens for no reason like they just think mm-hmm. oh i walked down the street and i saw a bird and i thought of this and it was just a coincidence no that's probably a sign from the universe for something and he, right. didn't, listen, and he didn't listen to it you know right and then eventually you're going to see that bird again and you're you know eventually hopefully that you're going to listen to whatever sign it's given you um that's just an example i've never really seen bird signs but that just for some reason came to my mind um, but it's not a coincidence. Nothing happens as a coincidence. It's all written in your birth chart. It's all written in, into the stars. I say in the stars, in the collective, in the cosmos, when you were born, mm-hmm. your soul chose Jupiter at this place, Venus at this place, it chose the moon at this place. It chose Venus there. I don't know if I said Venus already, but, and then it chose Venus as retrograde because you didn't value yourself enough last time, or it chose Uranus at a certain point, because of all the triggers and traumas that you dealt with last time. So it's all a story, you know, mm. and it's all there for a reason. And you know, some things are easier than others that happens. That's what life is, you know, right. Um, some lessons are easier, you know, you find your job that you love, and you might be there for 20 years, because your your soul has um, already experienced that part of the life and it came easy for you, but then mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a relationship, maybe you've been divorced twice. Maybe you can't find a partner that you just click with, you know, because the past life, it didn't come easy to you. So it's not coming easy to you in this life. And it's all not by chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's always a reason for it. Um, you know, if you have Mars retrograde, since we're talking about Mars still in your natal chart, um you possibly because it rules actions right so you possibly underreacted in a in a lifetime or you overreacted too much in a in a lifetime and it's Mm. making you reconsider you know how you overreacted last time how you overreacted last time and how can you do something in your current life thing to help this action and in your intuition you know um in this lifetime so that's mars um, so we can move on because there's lots of planets and like you said no one really understood that all planets actually do this because it is an orbit it is in orbit all the planets move you know and they all interact with each other and they all you know there's conjunctions and oppositions which is a whole other language of astrology that i couldn't even fathom a year ago um <laughs> you know and um and it all relates like you know when the mars hits venus it, it creates a whole new energy you know then if venus touches jupiter and it creates a whole nother energy so these planets are moving and they're moving for a reason and they might slow down and go backwards in quotations um for six weeks four months whatever it is to reevaluate the universe number one and the collective, but then also have something to do with your life. And you chose, Mm. you chose that Jupiter record, uh, Jupiter retrograde. You chose that Jupiter sitting in that position because you knew that this Jupiter retrograde was going to happen in that exact time when you were 29 years old in the May 30th or whatever, you know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You chose that already. So you need to be, you know, aware of it, which is great. Um, so Jupiter retrograde actually happens once a year. <laughs> um, so you always have a Jupiter retrograde, um, and it's 120 days. So just a little bit shorter than the Saturn retrograde. So this year Jupiter retrograde happens in June. So that's the next one that's going to happen.
2: So oh <laughs> we, have,
1: we have Saturn. We have Saturn already in retrograde as of now until October. We have Mercury retrograde now until June 22nd. This one's June 20th. So two days. So Jupiter retrograde and Mercury retrograde are only going to happen for two days. And then Mercury is going to go direct until September. So Jupiter retrograde June 20th to October 18th. And so some planets, depending on what degree point they're at, stay in one sign when they're retrograde. And then some planets actually go back into a sign that they were already in already before. Um, because mm. Jupiter just went into Pisces, like, ooh, I don't even, I can't even remember the exact date, but I have a post about it. So if you go to my Instagram, it says what, uh, what the date was, because I posted about it, because it's a huge transit, mm. but it's going to mm. go back into Aquarius when it's retrograde next week, or I'm sorry, next month. Um, you know, and Jupiter is all about um, expansion, and speaking your truth and it actually rules travel as well but you know traveling is a little limited right now so but it does rule travel as well so and it's gonna. it isn't until october tw- uh october 18th the next time mercury goes into retrograde it goes into retrograde september 22nd to october 18th the exact day jupiter stops his retrograde mercury also stops her her third retrograde so there's uh, there's probably something going to happen between September 27th and October 18th, because Jupiter and Mercury are both going to be retrograde at that exact time with like Neptune and and Saturn is still going to be retrograde and, you know, all the good. Mm-hmm. Transits. Um so, there's a lot of retrogrades this year, and I don't think there was quite as many last year. I can't remember, um, but I really don't think there was this many. I think we have a lot going on this year because the collective is trying to reevaluate what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone is aware that there's like 50 50 everywhere in the world. Like, some people are on one side, some people are on the other side right. um, of, of what's going to happen. And this year is really key on figuring out and re-evaluating and re-figuring out everything. And where does that fit into your life? And that's where the Jupiter retrograde is going to happen in your chart. That is where you need to expand. That is where you need to expand your horizons and speak your truth. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. you might not like your job, you know, you might want to speak your truth to your boss, um mm. you know something like that um this is re- like jupiter retrograde is jupiter is one of my favorite planets i'm gonna be honest um, i was gonna ask you too is yeah. your
0: favorite planet
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes um jupiter is one of my favorite planets because it rules expansion it makes stuff bigger mm. right which has a bad and a good aspect to it of course because you don't you don't want to make everything big <laughs> you don't want to make everything expand but jupiter is expansion and it speaks your truth you know it rules you know speaking what you believe in you know and you know so this is one of my favorite retrogrades and i'm really can't tell you exactly what's going to happen because even even the astrologers don't know what's going to happen because the world is so chaotic right now we've never experienced anything like this it's so hard to like really understand what's going to happen but there's definitely two sides of the story right now and this year is definitely going to be a breaking point to figuring out what's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know? Um, Jupiter, like I said, from June 20th, so it's about a month from now, uh, whenever this episode goes live, it might happen at the exact time, who knows, um, to October 18th. Um, and it goes into Aquarius again. So Jupiter was in Aquarius for a little bit. It went into Pisces. It's still in Pisces. It's going to go back to Aquarius. You know, Aquarius rules community and the humanity of everything, so it's really going to touch on expanding that again because it was already kind of in that energy already, mm-hmm. and it kind of went into Pisces to give us a little bit of a hint of what's going to happen next year because it actually doesn't go back; it doesn't go into Pisces until twenty twenty two again. Um, mm. It gives; it gave us a little bit of taste, and Pisces rules spirituality and all the spiritual journeys and that's why everyone's waking up right now you know yeah um i woke up you know a bunch of my friends are like oh my god i can't even believe this universe even exists um that's yeah. a little bit of a taste that's a little taste that jupiter is going to give us next year and I'm super excited for it because I'm all about it. <laughs> you know, me too, yes. He, he told me he told me two years ago that this was gonna happen. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Now I'm like, I'm all for it. Let's go. Right, but bring it. But <laughs> Jupiter needs to expand a little bit more and give us a little bit more truth with the humanity and the communities. You know, everyone is mm-hmm. so segregated right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to bring it back together. We need to bring the community and the humanity back together. And that's what just Jupiter retrograde is really gonna mean. So Mars retrograde is all about going inward, you know, your actions, your frustrations, um, your passions, you know, and low energy and motivation and really going inward and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do with this low motivation? Why do I have this low motivation? What is the reason for it? Jupiter is all about outward facing, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
1: the outward that that's why I'm talking about the collective with Jupiter, because it's all about the outward expansion of everything. Um, you know, it has a similar effect, but instead of inward, it goes outward with enthusiasm and optimism. That's what Jupiter really is all about. And that's why I love it, because it's all about enthusiasm and really going for it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but because it's retrograde, we obviously want to go the opposite, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. reflect and gain deeper insights on our beliefs. So, Jupiter rules our belief system and that's why speaking your truth is very important during Jupiter retrograde because it's really going deep and what do I believe in
2: mm-hmm. and that's
1: why the world right now is 50 50 in some ways because people believe in this and people believe in that and I feel like this Jupiter retrograde is just going to shake everything up um you know with our philosophy and how we see politics and how we see belief systems and our rulers and everything like that that's happening in the world right now. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so that's going to happen for 120 days. Um, So pretty much the rest of the year until October. Um, And like I said, there's a really key point with Mercury ending the same day Jupiter also ends her retrograde as well. Um, So hopefully by October 19th, we can kind of see, you know, the light behind mm-hmm. behind everything. You know, I've heard things with November dates on them. I've heard of things with December dates on them. So let's hope that 2022 is a little bit of a lighter, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: year, even though I feel like 2021 is also a lighter year than 2020. 2020 was really hard for a lot of people. And yeah. 2021 is lighter, but it has a lot more collective transit. It has a lot more personal transits, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in it, um, because I don't recall this many retrograde <laughs> last year, um, yeah. you know, because Jupiter last year. So Jupiter went retrograde May 14th to September 13th last year. And I know in my country, we were actually open during that time timeframe um, where we were able to go outside. We were able to have, you know, outside activities. We were able to go to a restaurant. We were able to do this and this and this. And then all of a sudden September, October flipped, and then it went lockdown again. So that mm. just gives you a little bit of aspect of what, what Jupiter is all about, expanding and like, um, all that stuff. Um, so just think back of May last year and what happened during this time with you last year and how did it affect your life? And it's possible that that kind of situation will happen again, but not in the same energy. So last year it was in Capricorn, which rules structures and restructuring. That's why in my country, at least the economy opened back up, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't happen everywhere. So, you know, just go with what my my experience was. And now it was now it's an Aquarius so now it's all about humanity and community. And so and that's why I'm bringing up, you know, the world being kind of in a in a standstill with what's right, what's wrong. What do we believe in? Some people believe in one way. Some people believe in other ways. I'm not going to mention what I'm like, you know, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. Right, right. Um. If you live in the year 2021, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not under a rock. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's so many belief systems, like people think this way, think people that way. And then it's really going to really shine a light on what how we are as humanity, how we are as community, you know, loving Mm -hmm. each other, expanding each other, you know, so hopefully this retrograde is a little bit nicer because of the energy is not as strict as last year last year was capricorn Mm -hmm. all about structures and restructuring the world and what's going to happen and now it's all about community and hopefully next year it'll be all about pisces and pisces like i said it's all about spirituality and finding a new world like a new world when i think of pisces i think of new world
0: that's funny you said that because my moon yeah, my moon is in Pisces. I'm like, it's not my rising. My rising is Gemini. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I am looking forward to, which will most likely happen next year, are in-person events. And I just started Mm -hmm. my uh, monthly membership, the Enchantress Cabin, but I'm looking forward to having in-person retreats and expanding that Mm -hmm. and expanding the, the schooling of Really, witchcraft and witchy lifestyle, and you know other forms of spirituality, but really, witch goddess centered. So it's so interesting that you said that because that's the exact expansion I'm looking forward, uh, looking towards. Because I, I really want to get as many people educated as possible, especially the films, you know, because that's that's just the energy that I work in, and you know, the, the, just as you are educating us so amazingly. I'm just like, this is what needs to be part of, and I believe I said this earlier, you know, the curriculum, and maybe I said it before we uh, went and and recorded the episode, like this needs to really be taught in schools. So Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to having information like this, you know, incorporated more into my works because I want to educate the people like you you will find more historical uh, references and things like that also inside the covenant and and that's what i want to do is to educate the people as much as possible and then they can you know take whatever they want and, and make their practice from that but it's so interesting that you said it because that's definitely one of my plans for
2: 2022
1: <laughs> yes and jupiter is definitely going to be in that sign um during 2022 um and we like I said, we got a little bit of taste. Like right now, Jupiter is still sitting in Pisces. And right now, this is a little bit of taste what's gonna happen in 2022, which is great. Now, obviously, different retrogrades are gonna happen, different trends mm-hmm. are gonna happen, you know. Um, you know, Saturn is in Aquarius right now, Saturn is gonna go into Pisces eventually in 2022. You know, Saturn's a whole nother ball game <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to uh, the astrology world, and it's called the Big Daddy's planet. <laughs> for a reason mm-hmm. because it teaches you lessons. Um, so Saturn goes into retrograde once a year. The same as Jupiter, so it's a once a year thing. Um, you know, and Saturn XC went into gra- retrograde around the same time as Jupiter went into retrograde last year, within days of each other. Um, so that's why I mentioned, you know, last year and what happened in this country and you know, all that stuff. And I think it pretty much happened in almost every other country I I believe within some others that you know we actually had somewhat of a normal life last year in the summer uh, depending on where you were in some aspects Mm -hmm. you know Um, and so that's the energy that's happening Um, last year Saturn went from Aquarius to Capricorn in its retrograde so it went and it kind of did what Jupiter is doing this year it kind of went into Aquarius and kind of showed us you know, the new world and the new way of doing things. And then it went back into Capricorn and Capricorn rules structures. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why the world went upside down last year because it's restructuring everything. The world is restructuring right. everything. It's like, you know what, whatever you guys, whatever you're humans were doing is not working. So we need to fix it. <laughs> and this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to flip everyone upside down. We're going to change everyone's life. People are going to wake up people are going to be scared. Some people are not going to know what's going on. Some people are not going to believe it, you know, and we're just going to flip up all the stuff. Um, (laughs) So, And I didn't really know this either until I started learning it. I'm like, oh my God, this wasn't a coincidence, you know, at all. And because COVID started in 2019 before that's when I had my reading really. So that was very, very Mm -hmm. new to the world at that time. And, when I started learning and realized that nothing's by coincidence and nothing happens for no reason and all these transits happen for a reason, you know, I started realizing, you know what, the universe has a plan for all of us and we're just right. in it and you wake up, you wake up. And if you're not awake, well, you know, you're going to be left behind, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're part of her group, uh, your group there, um, you you have awakened people, so people are going to relate to what I'm saying because you're not going to have anybody that's in your group that is not because they would have found you because they were interested in this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They either were interested in the subjects that you talk about, um, you know. And this might actually help somebody understand, you know, why did they lose their job last year, or why did why did mm-hmm. the virus affect them the way that it affected them? You know, this is exactly why it affected them, and there's reasons behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. Saturn goes into retrograde this year so it's already retrograde as we speak so you probably already feel this energy already so May 23rd is when it started to October 11th of 2021 so just this year in Aquarius so Aquarius I've already talked to with that energy is all about humanity and community and and you know that kind of new world ways like there's less structures you know a lot of people are quitting their jobs realizing that the nine to five job is not for them that's all capricorn that's capricorn energy that's structured that is what we've been taught by parents and grandparents that you need to go to school you need to get mm-hmm. a job you need to live and you need to sleep that is like your only <laughs> response you need to have right kids. you need right. to have kids you need Don't to have forget grandkids. that yes so with Saturn being an Aquarius is shaking everything up. It is saying, you know what? I don't want to do my retail job. I don't want to do this. Um, I don't want to have kids or something like that. You're, you're finally waking up to realize, you know what? I don't need to do this the way that my parents did it. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people say Aquarius, like we're going into the Aquarius new world, you know, that kind of situation, that's what we're saying. And with Saturn, you know, touching Aquarius last year and then going back into structures, it still needed a little bit of time in Capricorn to reevaluate all the structures. And now it's fully in Aquarius. And now it's like, okay, let's, now I've restructured everything. We need to go and move into Aquarius and really figure out, okay, where does humanity want to go from here? Where is the community aspect of it? You know, all that good stuff that everyone is loving right now. (laughs) <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: listening to this podcast you're probably in the same boat as i am uh, right yes saturn rules tradition you know so traditions are going out the window you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna bring up marriage for example <laughs> not everyone gets married anymore you know when right my parents got married everybody was getting married and if you didn't get married then you you were going to get married eventually and that was just the norm you know same with grandparents they got married now people are not getting married they spend their whole lives with somebody but they're not actually married so that's one of the traditions that I feel like is going out the window in some ways because you know we're realizing that we don't have to get married to stay in a relationship or have kids and we're kind of flipping the the traditions in that sense and saying this is the way we're going to do it and it's going to be okay because this is the way we want to do it you know and when people started not getting married, I know a lot of people, you know, my grandparents or whatever, were like, oh my God, why are you not married? Like, you need to get married. Like, you can't have kids without getting married. Like, no. And yeah. my parents were even the same. Like, I've been with my boyfriend for nine years, and she's like, you better not have a kid out of wedlock. You better not have a kid without getting married first. And I'm like, but why? You know, why? why <laughs> you sound that- like me, but why? <laughs> but why is that a thing? So that's what Aquarius is all about is re fixing all of the traditions. And then with Saturn being in their ruler of structures, it's restructuring everything, you know? So Saturn is a huge retrograde and we're in it right now on October. Love you know, it. It is one of the toughest retrogrades because Saturn rules, like I said, structures. Um, it is referenced as the big daddy sign, the big daddy planet. So, the the big daddy's gonna tell you what to do, and you better listen, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, Santa's my favorite planet. Like I yeah. I love it, and I'm I'm learning so much more about it. And I I, I just want to say uh, before I forget about the, the marriage piece. And this is how spirit communicates with us too, because I saw, and, and I've been getting a lot of messages through Instagram, believe it or not. And one of the things popped up was about debunking a lot of things. If you don't want to have children, if you don't want to get married, and and I tell people often because I see it, you know, I talk to people, and it's ingrained in them that you know they want to get married. And I ask, you know, like, is that what you really want? Or I also tell people. You know, if you choose to live your life a certain way, I applaud you. You know, if you want to get married, fine. If you don't want to get married, fine. If you want to have an open relationship, fine. If you want to just have dogs, fine. Like, whatever you choose to do that makes you happy, that's what's your normal. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I saw, I also read, I I took a snapshot, but I got to find the actual link where it talked about divorce rates and how it was higher. And I'm thinking because no one, I don't want to say no one, because I take that back. Mm And I noticed with like my mom's generation, the baby boomers and before that, some of them married for love, some of them married because like you were saying everyone got married but what I noticed because I also used to work with a lot of older people and they complain about their wives is that they didn't marry the person who they uh, are 100% open and vulnerable with. They don't know who they married, really. And so they end up doing these things like, you know, things that are unfortunate in their, in a marriage. And now we have people, my generation, which they call now the older millennials mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and below who are just like, you know, I'm getting married later Because right now, um, hello, I graduated college, like I want to pay off student loans, like I don't want to have a kid and get married right now and have house debt and car debt and all this other stuff. So a lot of people in my generation are choosing either not to get married, they're they're cool with that, or getting married later in their 30s, like closer to mid 30s. And I I just want to make a note of that because, you know, part of this episode is debunking a lot of things, right? Debunking the bad rep our retrogrades get in general in particular mercury retrograde your journey you know giving yourself space to to sleep Mm -hmm. right and so i i just want to emphasize here that this is this is choose your own adventure right and and you know people say things out of love they want to make sure you're secure and things like that but at the end of the day you have to do what's right for you because marriage is no joke you know, children are no joke, you know, it requires a lot of time, energy, patience, communication, so much things. So, you know, whatever you choose to do, I applaud you because it's not easy. And there's a lot of societal, you know, structures still ingrained in a lot of people. And the, the thing that, that really bothers me the most is when I see people unhappy. So do, do it makes you happy, you know, consenting adults, Cool. That's just all I'm gonna
1: say about that. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I actually had somebody comment that was a baby a baby boomer to me yesterday. Um, my boyfriend just lost his job. He turned he's thirty. And um she was like, Well, he's too old to start a new career. Well, what do you mean he's too old to start a new career? He's only thirty. So that's exactly what you're saying is that these mindsets of old generations, there's nothing wrong with what they did when they were younger and what they did. But now there's a whole new Aquarius generation that it's going to do stuff differently. It's going to change up traditions and the way that things are done. And, you know, 30 is not old anymore. You know, some people almost had adult children at 30 way back in the day because they had their kids at 18. Right. But now, you know, the, the ways of looking at things are different. And that's what Saturn is trying to tell us. Saturn is in Aquarius now. You know, the retrograde is going to happen in Aquarius. And it's it's going to affect long-term process, uh, progress and traditions and changing careers. You know, like I said, a lot of people are navigating away from 9 to 5. They're navigating mm-hmm. towards like something that I do with, with astrology or what you do with your group and you know there's a lot of people out there that are like into yoga and like doing classes online and like this universe and the way that the virus happened is forcing people to do so because they weren't going to do it before because they were stuck in the nine to five but now that everything is online they're actually forced to go online and it's actually showing people that online is possible and you can have an online community and you can have a, a community is all about aquarius aquarius is all about community you can actually have a community online. You can meet people online. But before 20, 30 years ago, you couldn't do that. There was no internet, you know? Um, so it's just a different age. It's an age of Aquarius. And so during uh, Saturn retrograde, which is happening right now, review your commitments. You know, what is your job? You know, are you in a marriage that you don't like? Or I'm not saying do not saying, I'm not saying get divorced, <laughs> don't, you know? But are you in a marriage you don't like? Or are you in a relationship that you want to move on to a marriage? You know, you know, review your commitments, professional goals. Like, like I said, with your job, you know, I know for a fact now that I don't like my job, for example, not saying there's anything wrong with retail, but it's just not for me. And I would have never realized that three years ago when Saturn Mm -hmm. was in Capricorn, you know, um, assess yourself in your structures, in your life, you know, look at the way you're living your life. And is it the way that you want to live it? Cause Saturn is really pushing you past your limits right now um like i said it happened last year from may to september think back of what happened then those are all about structures and now it's going into okay how do you want to rebuild your re- how do you want to rebuild your structures and how do you want to change and and you know how are you living your life to the fullest and how you want to do it so saturn is a, mm. saturn is a huge planet like i can talk about saturn forever um there's a huge saturn return placement that comes in your chart that happens every 29 to 30 years um so when you have your Saturn return I'm just going to briefly go over it if you're not living your life the way that the universe has told you to live it and the way that your soul chose to live it guess what's going to happen Saturn (laughs) is going to flip you upside down and it's going to force you to do it because you're not living your truth you're not living your life and so and by 29 30 that's why a lot of people have like midlife crisis is at 30 because their Saturn, you know, taught them, Oh, you're not in the right spot. Let's just flip you up down. Um, I know this hundred percent because my Saturn return happened. I had the collective Saturn return that COVID hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Saturn at zero degrees of Aquarius was how that, um, that triggered the virus and my saturn is sitting at 0 degrees of aquarius. Wow. So <laughs> so when oh my lo- goodness. so when the world flipped upside down, i also flipped upside down. <laughs> so i had to deal with the world going upside down and then also my personal life going upside down. So and i actually know a bunch of people that had 0 of aquarius because it was a huge year that year mm-hmm. because it was, uh, wasn't retrograde when I was born, but it was retrograde right before I was born. So a lot of people had that zero degrees of Aquarius. Um, so watch out if you're not quite 29 yet, then your Saturn return is, is going to happen soon. But think back when you were 29, 30 years old, what can you pinpoint a time in your life that Saturn would have flipped your life upside down? Um, and if it didn't, that means you were already in your, in your universe goal, like in your soul's journey, it was already good. So if you never had a Saturn return, bless you. <laughs> because have, means- I'm like,
0: yes, <laughs> bless you. Whoever didn't experience that, because Saturn is not to be played with.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, if you have a Saturn retrograde, obviously in your chart, it's all about karmic patterns, you know, structures and, um. So you have to really focus on if it's retrograde because that means you probably did not do what Saturn told you to do in your past life, right? Um, If it's retrograde. If it's not retrograde, then at least it's just giving you a new lesson, that's all. Um, But really focus on if you have Saturn retrograde in your chart because that means that you really have to focus on what your soul actually wants in this lifetime or else it's going to just flip it upside down. (laughs) <laughs> um, which it does with most people I feel like 99% of people that I talk to that I've had birth chart readings with I tell them when their sudden return happened and they can tell me what what happened during that time because mm-hmm. they remember it so drastically because it hit them so hard right you know and the ones that have to go back and say what was I doing there and during that time they probably were already in their soul alignment anyway
2: Mm -hmm. because if they
1: have to go back and say, what was I doing May of 2017 or 2016? Then they probably, you know, was already kind of already in the alignment and it didn't really push them out of, you know, alignment in in some ways. Right. So when it's Saturn, I would just, when it's Saturn retrograde, I would just review every structure in your life, review commitments, that's marriage, that's relationships, that's work, you know, just be cautious of those things. And if you're not, if you're not loving your job if you're not i'm not saying quit your job but if you're not loving your job then maybe reevaluate and see okay where why don't i like my job and what would make me happy in my job or if i'm not married do i want to get married or if i am married do i not want to be in the marriage or you know any kind of form of tradition or commitment that was That's why these, the Saturn retrograde is so hard for some people because a lot of marriages collapse, a lot of jobs collapse, you know, because you're not in alignment. So it's forcing you out of it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's a huge one and it's happening right now. So um, just think at your life and, you know, it's, it's just a huge one. And I, like I said, I can go on and on about Saturn because it's such a huge planet Um, and, it, it does so many things. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it messes everything up. You know, you think Mercury messes things up? Saturn is the worst. <laughs> and, a yes. lot of people, and a lot of people that don't, like I said, if they don't know their Saturn return, then they just think that their life is going to shit. Like, you right. know, you know, five years ago, you lost your job or you, you know, lost something or something flipped up the down. You just think, oh man, like my life's terrible. Nothing's going right for me. But no, it's just the universe putting you back, putting you back into alignment is what it was like, oh, you're in the wrong job or you're in the wrong marriage or you're in whatever. And it's just flipping you upside down to put you back. Like, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But a lot of people see it as a negative thing because they're like, oh, my life sucks or my life, you know, is what it is, right? But then you look Mm -hmm. back, I have so many people that I read that had their Saturn return already. And they're like, Oh my god! I can't even believe that that was my son in return. Like I was so upset, and I couldn't even believe my life, and I whatever. And then I'm reading them, and they're like, "I understand now why that happened."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I'm sure, because you've probably already had your son in return, that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if it was Saturn return or Saturn was just in my chart at the time because mm-hmm. I mean, who I had to pull up my my chart, but mm-hmm. I I remember that there was like a lot of flipping upside down in my life uh whew, years ago at this point, but mm-hmm. Man, I'm just like when you said that, and that's when I well, first I, I was born on a Saturday. So let's start there. So I have that Saturn energy. Um, I'm I'm guessing that that's how it kind of works too, like the day you was born. Yeah. But um also it, it was, yeah, it was just like huge lessons were learned. My life was totally flipped upside down, and I had to reevaluate everything. It was like survivor mode. It's just like (laughs) emotion shut down. You got to do what you got to do and get things done. And, and, you know, here I am now thinking this reminds me so much of shadow work. It's scary. It's like, oh my God, what is going on? But the other side of that is, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm glad that happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At the time people are like, oh my God, what's happening to me? I don't know what's going on. You know, but then you realize, oh, after it's happened, of course, you never realize while it's happening, except for me, because I already knew it was happening. Right, Um, right. (laughs) I was so scared. I was scared shitless, okay? Because I knew exactly what dates and times mine was at. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kick my ass.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Um, Saturn is heavy energy, heavy. But if you don't
1: know, but if you don't know what's happening, you you we don't realize until years later until you maybe get a birth chart reading or something like that then you realize right. you know um why it happened to you um what degree point is it your saturn actually
0: uh let me see if i can pull it up oh darn because i got it done years actually let me see I'm, I'm, you said it was astro seek i'm gonna put my information in
1: yeah astro astro with a hyphen seek.com
0: okay let me see if i can pull this up really
2: quickly
1: yeah so um, but then like Saturn and then there's Uranus right Um, Uranus is and even like it's heavy but Uranus like rules the major changes in your life and all the trauma and the triggers so if you think of Uranus it's like it's like Saturn's best friend because it's like Saturn is the big daddy it's going to flip you up and then Uranus is going to trigger you like crazy to make you change yeah
0: Oh, wow. So so Uranus is is like that friend that pushes you Mm -hmm. in the right direction, who knows that is good for you. They're like,
1: come on, you got it. Yeah. Like if you have a friend saying quit your job or do this or do that, you know, and your instincts are like, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably (laughs) the trigger. That's probably the trigger that the universe is giving you. The, The universe is giving you that friend to tell you at that exact time to do something. And if you don't go for it, then it's going to bring some traumas up to your life. It's going to bring triggers to your life. Um, you know, Uranus is a huge collective transit right now with it being in Taurus. Um, because Uranus and Taurus right now is all about the physical body and your values because it rules Venus as well. Some signs and planets actually rule each other. Some of them are doubled up. Um, so Venus rules Libra, but Venus also rules Taurus as well. So Uranus, the ruler of major changes is in the in the values and physical body sign right now. So all your five senses are really activated. Your sight, your your mm. your touch, your smell, everything is activated right now. And there's a lot of trauma happening and there's a lot of squares. So squares are trans. Um, aspect towards another planet um, and it's squaring which is really a challenging aspect to Saturn and Saturn and I was just discussing about restructure. so if you're not in so right now with the collective and that's where a lot of the collective transits are happening right now with the world um, because there's a lot of squares with Uranus of triggers and traumas it's bringing up a lot of stuff with the restructuring of the world um, the way that Saturn is placed But it can also have traumas with yourself. Like, are you sick? You know, that's why there's a virus, because it rules your five senses, your smell, Mm -hmm. your taste, your, um, your physical body. Are you ill? Are you not able to move? You know, like all of this stuff. And that's why Uranus is in Taurus right now. But then it's also like, I know there's a couple of people out there that have gotten sick, not from the virus that's happening in the world, but like in other ways in cancer or or, like a stroke. And because of that physical ailment, they were able to change their life and restructure Mm. their life. So there's a lot of like collective transits. And then there's a lot of like personal transits, depending on where Taurus is in your chart. Specifically, this is a really big one. And Uranus retrograde happens once a year. You know, and it happens for 148 days. So last year, it happened um, January, January last year in 2020. And then again, August to January of 2021. So, you know, think back to those times. This year, it already happened. So it was, like I said, August to January. Mm -hmm. Um, So it hit a little bit of this year. But then it's going to happen again in uh, um, August 20th to January again of 2022. So there's a lot of like next year energy happening with this planet. And that's why I mentioned last next year with Jupiter. Wow. Um, so there's going to be a lot of like transits and traumas and stuff happening in August. So just be aware, look at your Taurus in your chart and see like how is that really going to affect you directly and just be aware of it um, because it's a very oddball planet and it likes to shake things up and like i said it's like the little assistant to saturn you know in if and if it doesn't if saturn doesn't flip it uranus will flip it um no (laughs) escaping there's no there's no escaping these two they're major signs so saturn is very slow moving uranus is very slow moving so these transits happen a very long time they're generational planets so, if you're born within, you know, a certain time frame, um, then you have this planet in Aquarius, or you have this planet in Taurus, or you have this planet in Scorpio. Like, Pluto is also a generational planet, so there's a lot of Pluto and Scorpio. So, if you, like, the Millennials, the Gen Z, the the Boomers, they're all Pluto placements. So, that's how they figure out the generational things, because they go by Pluto's um Gener- um, when Pluto is in the sign interesting Within Man, like, not that. I don't know the dates are 100% but that's usually like Pluto and Scorpio where like from whenever the millennials start I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty spot on mm-hmm. because like millennials are a certain generation then there's boomers and then there's gen X and then whatever so it's all the, the generational planets and how we're supposed to transform the world that's what Pluto is Um, wow you know and that's why you know the boomers transformed the world in some way and then gen x did it and then we're doing it and then gen y is gonna do sorry we're gen uh, millennials are gen y but gen Z or gen z sorry i'm canadian gen z is going to (laughs) uh,
0: it's all good (laughs) i I knew what you were talking about
1: (laughs) um i think we're the only uh, we're the only country that says Z for z but anyway but maybe not um but Gen Z like you know what they're doing they're changing everything you know um mm-hmm. you know with everything with all the structures Gen Z is changing a lot you know and that's because their Pluto is in I don't even know what's ta- like maybe uh Sagittarius or maybe even Capricorn it depends on what you're mm-hmm. born right um mm-hmm. but these slow-moving planets are like a huge generational thing and really gonna hit you hard because it's for the whole generation is for the whole collective yeah it's huge so like you think of jupiter is only gonna last jupiter only lasts you know um let me go back sorry like 121 days but then you think mercury only lasts three weeks right mercury is gonna hit you like this and then it's gonna move on you know but saturn and uranus and pluto are all (laughs) gonna hit you for a longer period of time like pluto takes years and years and years to get out of the sign you know, Uranus takes forever to get out of the sign. Pluto takes forever to get out of the sign. So it's going to hit you a little bit harder and it's going to be more life lessons for those planets than the ones that are just going to hit you like um, for like three weeks, you know, that's going to like maybe flip your life over for like three weeks and then it's going to be over, Right. you know, Pluto's going to hit you a little bit harder depending on where the placement is and what the retrograde is. And Pluto's in retrograde right now in, um, uh, um capricorn um yeah it's in retrograde so i'm just gonna double check that it is in retrograde right now in capricorn and capricorn rules all the structures right so that's why the world's still restructuring everything because pluto's still in it and as soon as pluto moves into aquarius with with um saturn and all the other planets that are going to be in aquarius at that exact time um, it's going to, you know, be a whole new world, and you know, it's going to be super exciting. So I'm really excited about what's going to happen. Um, but Uranus, like I said, goes into retrograde in August, so that's when stuff is going to shake up, and it rules freedom and independence. I know there's a lot lot going on in the world right now and I'm going to talk about the collective with this one because it's going to affect the collective a lot with Uranus because it's going to shake stuff up and independence and freedom and I know there's lots of talk about freedom and traveling and, you know, independence in the whole world as a spectrum and this Uranus retrograde is really going to shake things up. Um, starting in August, um, you know, major changes in the collective, major changes in freedoms, you know, all this stuff. And I guess it depends on where you live in the universe to see how it's going to affect you. You know, the U.S. is going to mm-hmm. be affected. The U.S. is going to be affected differently than here in Canada, the U.K., you know, wherever, Australia, for example. I have a bunch of people in Australia, that you know, they're living like their normal lives down there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm and and then there's us that are not so uranus is going to shake stuff up um and if you have uranus retrograde in your natal chart then you have a little bit of a detachment um to the collective because you just don't quite understand it because it's retrograde and you know it's going to shake stuff up so you're already in that shake shaken up mind mindset so uranus is going to feel really natural to you when it's retrograde if you have it in your chart so I haven't met too many people with Uranus retrograde because it's very, it's a lesser, um, it only happens like once a year. Um, wow. So it's a very strong planet to be in retrograde. And I like, like you said, with the Mercury retrograde being so popular, and I'm actually surprised that no one else knows about these other retrogrades because it does shake yes. your life up so aggressively, <laughs> but Like I said, to the people that are not conscious of astrology and the universe, they might think it's just all by chance. They might think it's all right. Or someone put a
0: curse on them. You know, they had bad
1: luck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they don't understand that. It's actually for a reason. And the universe is going to be in retrograde all year this year to to restructure everything, to refix everything. So, um, you know, there's reasons between There's reasons for everything, you know? And then, you know, there's Neptune and Pluto. I've already talked to Pluto a little bit, but there's also like Neptune Mm -hmm. and Neptune rules subconsciousness, you know? So if somebody has Neptune retrograde, for example, in their chart, they might not understand a couple of things because they might not understand it because they can't see it. Subconscious is like all about the subconscious mind and they don't understand how things work. Um, You know, creativity, imagination, all your dreams, you know, they... A lot of people with neptune and pisces have a really hard time communicating you know because the neptune rules pisces and it's all about the subconscious and they don't understand you know how things work um you know but it's all about feelings and stuff too because of the emotions um but when neptune is in retrograde we really want to nurture those very things that that come up during that retrograde period so it's going to happen in June as well. This Neptune retrograde is going to happen in June 25th to December 1st. And it's going to be in Pisces. That's why I mentioned Pisces. Yay, um, right. is- <laughs> so Neptune is already in Pisces. So you might feel the, um, am not really too sure what's going on. Like, I, I can't really see how the world's going to go. You know, like a lot of people are kind of like, I want to do something, but I'm not really too sure how to get there. That's all Neptune retrograde and Neptune in Pisces is almost the same energy. Mm. you know um, last year it happened almost at the exact same time it was June 23rd to November 29th last year and it was also in Pisces so like I said Neptune is a very moving planet so Neptune has been in Pisces for a very long time because it's one of those generational planets and so that's why some people don't see the end of the light of the tunnel like they know that this started in 2019 and they don't they don't know when it's going to end they don't see the end date, because it's all Neptune and Pisces energy, it's very difficult to grasp this kind of energy. So how to handle this retrograde starting in June 25th? I'm going to go over this one really um, aggressively is you uh, um, review your unconscious feelings. So really sit with yourself, like meditate, do some yoga, like go inward for this one because of Pisces, and really reflect on how are you feeling? And, like, do you have anxiety? Do you have nervousness? Like, how are you feeling? Um, you know, and then where are you deprived from something that you would like? You know, strengthen your imagination. So a lot of people have a hard time imagining how their life's going to be, right? So try to imagine it. Not manifest, but imagine, like, how do you want your life to be a year from now? Like, just imagine, mm-hmm. you know, think about it, you know, and really feel how you're feeling unconsciously so like neptune is sometimes hard to navigate because it's so unconscious like people can't figure out neptune is blue you know the planet's blue and and you know some people forget neptune you know because it's such, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a unconscious planet and um but it's it is a huge planet you know there's a lot of confusion that comes with um, neptune because like i said some people can't see they can't see Neptune right because of the subconsciousness. And you know, some people that were born with the Neptune retrograde might have lots of confusion and attachment, um, or the inability to attach when it comes to love or sacrifice or just being a being in general because they can't see the human body, they can't feel, you know what I mean? It's a really hard mm-hmm. planet to really understand. So for me, I'm still learning about Neptune retrograde. This is a really um, hard one to really grasp because you can't physically see this energy. It's all in your brain. It's all when you sleep. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
1: all like when you meditate, can you meditate? I can't meditate for the life of me. So (laughs) how am I supposed to, to tap into my unconscious feelings when I can't even get into that? So, you know, just working with your subconscious self, and really like try to get into that. Um, but like I said, it's very um, unseeable, and that's why the planet, mm-hmm. the the world's going through this Neptune we retrograde last year and this year because it's hard to see what's going to happen. And that's why a lot of people are scared or anxious, or they don't know what they're going to do. They think that one side's right, and then the other side's wrong, and then one side, you know, the opposite. Um, because I can't see the outcome you know? right and that's going to happen until neptune gets out of pisces which is going to be you know not for a while unfortunately it's a very slow moving planet um, <laughs> um, but once it gets into it, and once it gets into aries it's going to be a little bit lighter because aries is all about your physical body and it's going to go from your subconscious and it's going to be like oh i can see it now So like in the Mm -hmm. next couple of years or so, I'm talking like the next couple of years because Neptune's going to go retrograde every year. But, um, you know, once this, and it's been happening for years now with not being able to see how the world's going, like, you know, the world's on fire, the world's breaking, you know, everyone's fighting, you know, and how are we going to resolve this? That's what Neptune in retrograde really, and Neptune in Pisces in general really, is really trying to show us. Um, and then once it gets in the Aries, hopefully it'll be a little bit lighter. Um, you know, and I talked about Pluto a little bit, but I do want to touch on, I hope we're not going over time too much.
0: Oh, no, you're, you're, you're fine. I I was just getting a, a vision when you were talking about Neptune of, uh, what's that character called? Um rip van winkle that the guy yeah. who would sleep all the time and i just imagine <laughs> you know him like touching people's third eye making them go to sleep so they can dive into their subconscious and dream time mm-hmm. and then come back up with the answer <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> That's what yeah I exactly gonna... we're all in our subconscious mind right now the world is in their subconscious mind right now and you know and eventually the world's gonna wake up and hopefully saturn does its job uranus does its job you know um Pluto does its job and we wake up to a whole new world and Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be golden (laughs) and (laughs) you know everything's gonna be good. Um, but who knows what's gonna happen, but at least the transits are showing us that this is what's supposed to happen right now. Like this is not a coincidence, what's happening in the world, and the retrogrades are not a coincidence. They're shaking things out for a reason, they're expanding stuff, they're showing us our values, they're showing us what our structures are and how we need to change them and what, and then your chart shows you where you, your specific life, like my job's got to change, but what if somebody's marriage has to change or somebody's values need to change or somebody's family needs to change, you know, it depends on where in your chart it's sitting,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know? And so that's why it's so important to figure out where those retrogrades are happening for you, because then you can navigate it. Cause you know, yeah. Um, Neptune retrograde in Pisces, so that's the collective I just told you about the collective with it being subconscious and not being able to figure out what's happening in the world and, you know, people are on both sides and not seeing what the end game is. But where is that affecting you? What does that mm-hmm. affect you? For example, right? Like it's ex- it's actually affecting my 10th house, which is my career. So that's why my job is going It's Mm changing, you know, because that's where it is in my chart. But in your chart, it could be somewhere else. In somebody else's chart, it could be somewhere else. So somebody could be really happy with their job. And then I tell them I'm not happy with my job and they don't understand me. Well, that's why, because their transit somewhere else in their chart.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So I do want to touch on Chiron just quickly because Chiron is my favorite, not not my favorite planet because it's not a planet. But I love talking about Chiron in people's charts because as soon as I start talking about Chiron, they're like light bulb they're like a light oh, bulb I'm excited. <laughs> is like switched off so i'll talk about the birth chart a little bit and then i'll go over the retrograde so Chiron and in, in your birth chart shows you where you had a wound in your past life and where you want to heal it now you know uh like i touched on with the retrograde if it's retrograde then that means you didn't fix that wound in the past life and it's giving you a second chance but if it's not retrograde which Chiron only goes retro it goes retrograde every five months so that one's a very common one as well because it goes retrograde every five months and it really shakes stuff up into the universe and if something's not it's kind of like saturn like saturn uranus pluto and Chiron kind of all work kind of together um because they're all kind of slower moving planets right um Mm -hmm. so when i talk about Chiron and i tell them where their wound is they're like oh my god like i can't even believe that so my wound i'll go over mine because i know mine very very well And when my astrologer friend that gave me my birth chart reading told me about this, I couldn't believe it. Okay. So my common rune is in Leo, which is shining your brightest light and showing how you show up to the universe. Because it rules the sun. So think about the sun being your brightest light, right? And my common (laughs) rune is in there. My common rune is in there. And it's also in the third house. The third house rules communication. So... As I was a child, I was told as a child, and I'm sure a lot of people in my generation were told the same thing because that's how their parents were were raised. Do not speak unless you're spoken to.
2: Mm -hmm. You know that
1: that saying, do not speak as a child until you're spoken to. So my wound is in that because I need to speak my truth. I need to speak what I believe in. But I was told as a child that I couldn't do that because I wasn't allowed to unless somebody spoke to me first. So I brought Mm -hmm. that. I brought that saying into my whole adulthood my whole teenage years my whole adulthood people thought i was rude and i didn't like them and and everything because i never talked to them first i just sat there like a brick in a chair and i just sat there and listened and i looked angry the whole time because i was just mute you know i couldn't do anything so people i never made any friends because of it because people didn't think i liked them you know and and that's all because of something that my parents taught me when i was younger and when she told me that, I couldn't even believe that, that that was like a wound that my soul chose to have that wound to choose to have the parents that I chose to tell me to not talk unless I was spoken to. Um, and I'm sure a lot of kids are in the same boat as I am. Uh, I actually know a lot of people with Karen and Leo because you attract people with the same wound as you. Um, because. You, in order to heal this Chiron wound, you need to heal yourself. In order to heal yourself, you need to heal other people. So I needed to find people that also lost their voice, that couldn't understand what was going on um, in their life. And I needed to heal them. And in order to heal them, I could heal myself. So when she told me about this astrology world and how I was going to do it, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And now look at what I'm doing. I am showing people... Where their common wound is and how to heal it, and in order for me to heal my wound, I need to heal theirs. So, and in order to heal theirs, I just tell them where it is, and they can they can direct it and figure it out. And how can they how can they heal it themselves? So, and me being on this podcast today is exactly what my common wound is: is speaking your truth, speaking, communicating in general, and shining your light on and what have you learned. You know, I've learned about astrology, so I'm sharing it.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: right now, as I'm talking to you, I am healing my common wound, you know, um, which is insane to think about, because when I was a child, I was told, like I said, don't speak unless you're spoken to or don't do this or you're going to be ignorant if you do this. And like um, because our soul chose to be here during this exact time and I chose this exact wound. I couldn't believe, and like when I tell other people where their wounds are, they can't even believe that because I don't know who they are. Like I don't usually have a conversation with them before the reading unless they're like a family member or somebody that I've actually spoken to before. But for the most part, I really don't know their in-depth life, like only what they really told me, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I only only know so much unless they're a cousin of mine and I know their entire life or something. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know i have i have done my cousin that's why i know um so it's really hard to, to do family sometimes because you're like it's kind of like going to a psychic you're like you already knew that right um, <laughs> you know so that's why i wanted to mention retrograde because if it's if if your current is retrograde in your chart then it is something that you did not ex- you couldn't heal in the past life and that's why it's retrograde this life. so that way you have a second chance to do it and the why why I like uh, why I love Chiron retrograde so much. It's every five months, so it's in July this year, July fifteenth to December nineteenth, and it's in Aries. So Chiron and Aries has been a thing for I'm gonna say not even a year. I can't exactly remember when it went into Aries, but it went into Aries while I was learning astrology, so that's why I'm saying like less than a year. Um, it's all about yourself. So right now, the collective Chiron is telling us. Heal yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you like about yourself? What don't you like about yourself? Change change stuff that you don't like, you know, express yourself the way that you want to express yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but when karen is not retrograde, it's really about outward wounds. But when it's retrograde, um, it's all about going inward and you know, you might experience isolation and deeper emotional frustration, because you're going inward. But in order to heal your current run you need to go inward, because it's all about healing yourself. Mm. Right? When and, and then when Karen wow. is, and when Karen is direct, you need to go outward and, and find yourself outward. So right now it's direct. So we're like going outward and finding the truth and finding our healing outward. But once it goes retrograde in July, I would really focus on kind of like what I was saying with Neptune is really going inward and finding, okay, where is this wound hitting me? And number one, where's Kyron um, wound in your birth chart, but then also where is Carmen hitting in your, in in the collective chart as well? Like what house is it hitting? Um, because that's where you want to go inward and where you can really truly heal this wound because everyone has a chance to heal every part of them because Carmen is going to go around the chart in their birth chart in some ways. So, you get to heal every aspect of yourself in some ways because of the Chiron collectively hitting everything. Um, So, and then, you know, some people with Chiron retrograde in their chart, they sometimes don't understand the ugly parts of humanity, you know, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. bad parts of being a human. Um, You know, and that's why they're giving you a second chance to do it again because you did not see how the bad parts affected people and you know you might have done a bad thing in your past life and it's letting you have a second chance um in your daily existence and helping helping heal yourself by healing others so that's a very important part about Chiron is in order to heal that wound you need to heal others and that's why it's mm. so important to understand where yours is um because if you know where yours is and you know how to heal yourself because you know how to heal others you know and that's when she told me you know this is what you're gonna do because this is how your karma shows up I couldn't believe it I'm like no I don't want to talk to people I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do this I don't want to shine my light I just want to sit and be a hermit I'm good I'm good at the back of the classroom not talking like I never raised I've never rose my hand unless the teacher called upon me because that's what I was taught um you know, and I always knew the answer. I always knew the answer. I was really good at school, but I knew- Oh, I hate when it <laughs>
0: happened too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I never rose my hand up, you know, because uh, I wasn't being called upon, you know? And mm-hmm. But when I was called upon, I knew the answer. So I was shining my light. So, you know, it, it was a catch-22 a little bit because it's like, okay, when you got called up upon, you were able to shine your light, but you don't have to always be called upon. You can right. just show- your truth, you know, you could just go on Instagram, and you can talk, I didn't do stories for the longest time, because I didn't want to, because no one was asking me to. <laughs> so, and still, to this day, I still question myself, like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? You know, and that's, the, you're always going to be dealing with chiron because it's a wound that's it's going to be your whole life. And then eventually, if you figure it out, then you won't have chiron and Leo again, thankfully, but you'll have Kyron somewhere else, and then you can help somebody else. Um, but you know you're, you're going to be dealing with it you're going to always have doubts you know you're always going to go back to your default you know and this is why you got to shine your karmic moon. so really during this retrograde july 15th to december 19th i would really like people to go inward and really figure out number one find out where your moon is and then find out where the transit chiron is and really go inward and find how can you get out of this karmic lesson and how can you heal other people while doing it yourself you know that's the prime example and then that's why a lot of people are finding themselves right now because Chiron is an Aries right it's all about yourself Mm.
2: Um,
1: so that's why a lot of people are waking up you know a lot of people are you know doing different things because the Chiron is showing them they can't Chiron is showing them that they can't and then now it's time to go inward for the retrograde I love this one Um, a lot of people don't even realize Chiron's retrograde because it's such an it's an easier transit because you're going inward right you don't have to express yourself outward you can just go inward and do it so you know a lot of mm. yogi a lot of yogis love chiron retrograde because they're already doing the work they're already doing right. work anyway you know if you're good at meditating you're good at journaling you're already kind of doing the work of Chiron retrograde and healing your wound anyway um but yeah um that's what that is so that's all i have for all the planets i know there was a lot but you know that's as short as i could possibly get no, it,
0: it, it was amazing. Like, I am learning a lot. Like, my mind is blown. I had tears in my eyes when you mm-hmm. talked about the Chiron. So I'm, I'm on the AstroSeek yes. website, and my Chiron is in Gemini. And cool. as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. It's not in retrograde, but it's in Gemini.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just thinking to myself. What happened? So, uh the 12th house Ooh,
2: okay. so
0: actually let me uh click on it again because it, it just stated. oh where to go oh yeah it, it just stated how uh let me read this once. and yeah that's
1: just a, just a generic description of it but okay. at least it gives you it gives you a it gives you a brief description on that site and to be honest that site's pretty accurate but it all depends on where your other placements are as well so you do have to keep that in mind
0: Got it, got it. Cause here it <laughs> talked about how I communicate mm-hmm. with people, but then it said or states here that uh with without success, these people keep trying to explain to other what they wanted to say, what they said and what they meant by it. Mm-hmm. They either believe that no one listens to them or that no one that that it doesn't matter how hard they try. And I was literally thinking about this yesterday because I have been telling people exactly not just how I feel but what they've done you know in order for them to take accountability like hey you know even while we were having that disagreement I stated you know this is what you're doing you have displacement you know that that shouldn't have been directed towards me and even when I'm saying that it's just like yeah they don't care they want to do what they want to do so I I've, I've experienced that frustration of are you not even listening? Yes. <laughs> even when I give readings, it's just some people want to hear what they want to hear and it's just like, no,
2: like, are no. you not listening?
1: <laughs> I find that if people are not receptive enough to the reading that they're not meant to have it at that exact time. And that's okay. There's a lot of people that have psychic readings that they're just not ready for them as well. Um, at that exact time, they might have felt called to go, but they really or their friend was making them go or their friend told them to do it and they just weren't ready. Their soul wasn't ready to listen. Um, and I find that a lot with some readings, you know, um, you know, I never asked them, do you want a reading? Because I, if they're not asking me for a reading, they're not ready.
0: Oh yeah. No, um, I definitely do not do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, but there's some people that, you know, their friend had a reading with you and they loved it and their soul was meant to do it, but then they made their friend do it. And sometimes their friend's not ready. So uh, yeah, that,
0: you know, that happens. Yeah, that, that happened. Well, years ago, when I used yeah. to have people call in and and when I did the, the private readings, the the feedback, like some people would say, "Oh yeah, like I knew that, but I want to do this." It's like, well,
1: <laughs> and their, their souls just, you know, their souls going to the negative aspect of that sign. They're they're going to that mm. negative negative aspect, and they're just not ready. And that's mm. when that's what Saturn does is if they're not ready and if they're not listening then Saturn's just going to make them do it. You know? uh, so if they're just not ready for their life to change or they're not ready to quit their job or they're not ready, whatever, but then their soul wants them to be in alignment, Saturn's just going to mess it up. Um, now, just be cautious with the 12th house because a lot of uh, subconscious stuff and that's why, you know, with Chiron being there, you might not understand that sign as much mm-hmm. uh, because of the, that that Neptune subconscious 12th house energy.
2: Right,
1: um, yeah. and I would look to Neptune, wherever Neptune is in your chart, to really navigate that. Um, um, what's your Saturn? Your Saturn's in Capricorn. Uh,
0: my Saturn is in, oh, I think that's a Virgo, it has that M with the little hook on the end. Oh,
1: okay, so okay, so you're a little okay, so yeah, so let
0: me see. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, my, my Saturn's in Scorpio. Sorry, uh, I
1: was about to say, uh, it's a little okay. So, yeah, Scorpio, um, yeah, that was probably your Jupiter in Virgo, no?
0: Uh, Let's see. Jupiter has little squiggly. My Jupiter is in Aquarius.
1: Okay. Yes. So, your Saturn is in Scorpio, you know. So, you had your Saturn return quite a while ago, um, you know, and it's all about transformation. And what house was it in? Six. Yeah. So, transforming your life your day-to-day living and how you how you see day-to-day living and transforming it and something had to die in a sense to be reborn so just think back of your life you know um i can look to see when um center was in scorpio i actually don't read too many people with that placement so it's really interesting
0: (laughs) yeah and 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 i'm learning like the only thing that i understood from when i had my chart done years ago was my sun moon and rising oh, so, so this is was,
1: um it was in between 2012 and 2014 yeah yep yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep yeah, that's that's okay. yep
0: yeah, exactly right <laughs> exactly right yep that's when a lot of oh yeah stuff went down that is 100 but that's accurate. exactly
1: what i'm saying is you didn't know exactly when it was and then as soon as i tell you exactly what years it was or roughly around what years it was then you understand oh shit that's that, when that happened, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's when my life flips upside down, um, you know, but it's roughly with 29, 30 years old, that's roughly when it happens. It depends on what degree and then when it was retrograde and and everything, you know, some people get it earlier, some people don't get it until 30, so it depends on what degree it is, um-hmm um, you know, and it's sitting in Aquarius right now. So, you know, if you're born, I was born in '91. So, if you're born in '91 to I think '92, I think your Saturn, your center return is hitting right now.
2: So, Ooh, yes. good luck.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I've already had mine. Mine's long and gone now. So, thanks. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Good. Uh, good luck for everybody out. For everyone um, else. Yes. You know, if I hadn't found astrology, and you would have asked me five years from now. Your Saturn return was in 2020. I would have been like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. What <Well, laughs> I got to do. <laughs> lot,
2: but a lot
1: of people in 2020 could feel the same way. So in, in years from now, some people might get 2020 mixed up with their Saturn return. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that Saturn placement really hit a lot of people because it changed the world. Yeah. You know, and many right. people that were born early 90s will actually have their Saturn return at the same time as COVID um so you can really say i really changed the world because my universe my saturn return forced me to move and change and do whatever during covid and you know i'm still working around it because you know i still have to live and make a living so um but slowly but surely that's what it is so hopefully if anyone has saturn in aquarius or pisces or aries whatever is coming up then your saturn returns coming but I can always give you the exact dates if you want them. If you want some insight in the future,
0: yes, yes. So please go visit Ali. You know, get get her. You know, information. Reach out to her. You know, especially um, now with knowing all this and understanding just how you know these celestial planets you know bodies really have an impact on our our day-to-day lives you know it's it's so important what I love about this too is that you know you while yes we can use crystals and and you know things like that like I have a lot of fire in my chart so I absolutely love doing fire rituals and things like that but this is all about you You know, Mm -hmm. this is all about the person. So a lot of times people get overwhelmed with, do I have to buy, you know, colored candles? Do I have to get this crystal? Do I need to buy these dried, you know, flowers and things like that? That's the one thing that I, again, love is that this involves you. Mm -hmm. Just you. Just you. Your mind, your emotions. It starts with you. Everything starts with you. And you have the power to really, I mean, it's, it's, it's written right here. You know, it's it's written right there. This is why I'm just like so floored because if I just had this and you know what, I'm I'm not even mad that I didn't have the information before, because as you were saying, you know, that wasn't a time, like you were saying with the, the reading, it wasn't a time for me to have that information. It was meant for me to go through that. And now, I'm learning this and now, you know, I can go forward with this knowledge. So, you know, it's all part of the journey and I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, uh, your, you your soul has already chose your journey. You just, sometimes it's a benefit to know what's going on and then sometimes not. Um, I personally can't read my own chart for that reason. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not the only astrologer that cannot read their own chart. So the reason right. why you can't read your own chart is because it's too personal. Right you know, you're, you're not going to read it the same way as somebody else is going to read it because you're like, no, that's not going to happen. Or I'm not going to let that happen or this or that or that. So you need an outsider to read it. So yeah, you can learn astrology and you learn all this, but you are still probably not going to be able to read your own chart in a sense, because your life is your life, you know, and you know, you might need an outsider to push you. You know, like you need an outsider to be like, you know what, your moon is on your Saturn right now. You have a lot of emotions. You need to do this. You need to do that, blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, and that's a benefit for me as well because I can't read my own chart. So in a sense, I don't actually know what the universe has entailed for me either. I have like a general idea because I understand the transits and how they go, but because Mm -hmm. it's so personal to me, I still can't read my own chart. So (laughs) still, I'm still Mm -hmm. in the dark in some ways as well, which is really nice. Um, but at least, Mm -hmm. um, I can help other people with finding their goals and at least give them a little bit of insight of what's happening with their chart. And it's not by coincidence. It's not by chance that they found me at the exact time, or they found another astrologer that brought them to me, or they, they found you that brought you to me um it's not a coincidence that it happened you know I could have Mm -hmm. I could have found astrology in 2010 and I wouldn't have related to it the same way as I did in 2019 it all depends on what your your soul chose to do and actually I was reading um not reading sorry I was listening to another podcast today about it's not no it's just not right now so, you mm-hmm. like just like what we were talking about with the readings is you might have had a client that had a reading and they just didn't agree with what you were saying or whatever. It's because they were not meant to to hear that right now. You know, or you could have a job that you absolutely love and for some reason you get fired for no reason. And then you find out 5 years down the road when you get another job, oh, well, if that job hadn't worked out if that job didn't work out, then I wouldn't be here now. So
2: you were, in the, mm-hmm. you
1: were in the right spot five years ago, but the universe told you you were not ready. You know, mm-hmm. so it sometimes has to flip you up to down, put you somewhere else, and then finally, you know, puts you in the right spot. Um, I have a bunch of people that have done that. They've gone into their field. They love it. They love it. They lose their job years and years and years working for something that they hate. And then finally they get the job that they love in the field that they were already in five years ago. You know, but it just wasn't the right time, you know, because the universe is like you're in the right spot, but you're in the wrong time zone. So you uh, the time frame. So you need to, like, move and shift and flip around and then you can go to this spot. And it's not all by coincidence, though.
0: Not at all. Not, not at all. all. And and this is so fascinating. So fascinating. Uh, any final thoughts? I mean, we covered so much and I'm just so excited and I can't wait for everyone to you listen to this and take in the information and reach out to you and, and really understand what what's going on
1: <laughs> yeah there's a lot to understand with all the planets and why they're retrograde and how to go about them and you know and how they affect you specifically and then how they affect the collective because it's gonna like like you said it's all about together and you know everything happens for a reason so Yeah, it's just a lot. I'm hoping people are still listening at this point, and they love it. And you can always re-listen to this as well, or you can reach out. And like I said, I can tell you how Jupiter retrograde is going to affect you, and how Saturn retrograde is going to affect you, or, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Because, or you could just go to the website yourself. Like it's like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's a free website. I'm not, I don't pay for it, so it's all public knowledge. And I love the people that come to me and say. Uh, I have one person come to me saying, well, I just don't have the site to get my birth chart. I'm like, actually you do. (laughs) Um, uh, It's just whether or not you can read it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But this site does have a brief description at the bottom of all, like all the transits. But I do have to add, like I said, at the beginning for you is it's just a brief description of generic reason of why Gemini, or sorry, why Jupiter is in Gemini or why Jupiter is in Virgo. It, Mm -hmm. It all depends on what house it's in, where are the other planets, you know, where is your Saturn, where's your north node, where is your sun, where's your rising, where's your moon, like it all depends. So it's just giving you a generic brief description. But of course, they're pretty accurate, that site's pretty mm-hmm. accurate. But it there's always just a bigger, bigger picture. It's always mm-hmm. a bigger picture than just because not everyone Jupiter and Virgo, for example, are going to be the same. Right like Jupiter and Virgo in the fourth house, which is my placement, somebody that was born on the same day as I am, or even the year after me could have the same placement. But where's their North? note? where's their Sun? Where's their moon? Where is their Chiron? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, They might express themselves in a different aspect than I do because my placement's the same as theirs, but my other placements are different. So that's why a lot of people, same as the horoscopes is they don't, they don't relate to it because they're just going on the, the Scorpio horoscope or they're going on the Capricorn horoscope and not all Capricorns are the same and not all Scorpios are the same.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs>
1: um, because yeah. it depends on the energies that your soul chose to have in this lifetime. So, you know, a Scorpio, right. uh, October Scorpio is different than a November Scorpio. Even mm-hmm. um, I know for a fact, because my best friend's in October Scorpio and I'm a November one and we're completely different people.
0: Oh my gosh, that's like me and my best friend. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. Uh, I'm a uh, a Virgo and born in August, and she's a Virgo born in September. And I would say she's more of the the um, the nicer one, but I don't mean nice in, in a bad way. I mean like I'm the one that's like no, <laughs> no, no, no. She's like oh, I'll give them a chance. I'm like okay, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, no Virgos overanalyze everything. hmm so, Yeah, you're. Uh, I have my moon and uh, my moon and Virgo, so. <laughs> how oh, about definitely, that definitely understand that and that's another thing is that we attract the same kind of people so like right, you're right. you're gemini rising i'm a gemini rising your sun is in virgo i have my moon in virgo
2: mm-hmm.
1: and your moon is where
0: uh pisces
1: pisces okay well i don't have any pisces energy but but that's still the same, like, we attract the same kind of people. And the same with the Chiron. We attract the same Chiron people. We attract the same North Node people. Because those are the people that have the same goals as us. So mm-hmm. we're obviously going to attract those kind of people. Um, you know, because we're trying to help those people. Or we're trying to grow with those people, you know. So, mm-hmm. actually, I don't actually meet that many Gemini rising. So I'm super excited that you're a Gemini <laughs> rising like I am. Because I don't meet very many. Um, right. I don't know why. I don't know why there's not that many of us in this universe. there. Well, there must be, but I'm not sure why I haven't come across of them. I get a lot of Virgos and a lot of Scorpios because of my Moon and my my Sun. Um, right. I get a lot of Libras that think they're Scorpios, <laughs> you know, um, because they're so close to the cutoff. Hmm. Um,
0: oh, I just trying to think about that.
1: And that's a whole nother podcast with the whole um, on the cutoff the cusp of the signs too
0: so <laughs> oh yeah how about that well that, that sounds like another series zodiac that's, series.
1: <laughs> yeah that's a whole other podcast so
0: <laughs> well thank you so much I learned a lot I definitely definitely feel so much better having known this information uh especially at this level. I mean, I I know that you said you kept it brief, but I just felt like it was so much beautiful information that I I have a better understanding now. And it doesn't feel like this whole, like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to really understand it? Is it going to take me years just to understand what this one thing means? So again, thank you for breaking this down, even giving us dates to help us (laughs) even reflect on the previous years, because that really Holds an impact too. So thank you for all this again, wonderful, beautiful knowledge. I know that everyone listening to this is going to feel relief, <laughs> if nothing else, from this. So just thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and I want to add, um, don't be afraid of retrograde. So next time Mercury goes into retrograde, and in, well, it's already in retrograde right now, but I mean, like next time in September, don't be scared of it. Embrace mm-hmm. it. You know. Things are going to come up that needs to come up and you just got to embrace it. Something doesn't work. Oh, well, doesn't work. Just don't have anxiety. Like just try to just let the universe do what it was meant to be. So that's why just debunk all the negativity when it comes to retrogrades because you know, they're done for a reason. So.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. I am sending everyone so much love blessings you know i am rooting for you remember to be kind to yourself until next time thank you so much for tuning in magical wine let's keep in touch join a vip email list by going to tmrjohnson.com and as always i'm sending you lots of love many blessings i'm rooting for you and remember to be kind to yourself until next time